got numbers. All right, we got numbers. Hey guys, welcome to the Cleveland Moto Holiday Podcast. It's uh, you say Krampus knocked. Krampus. Yeah. Krampus knocked. Kramp. Krampus. Uh, or episode number four forty seven for anybody who's <laughs> keeping track of such things. Episode four forty seven. Everybody, light them up, boys. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. All right. Yay! And I'm driving. I'm actually now. I'm finally caught up with the season Christmas sale. Yay! Delicious. Well, I have. I have the the candy cane full of festive fireball. It is anybody is ready. That is three feet of fireball. If anybody needs cinnamon, if anyone needs their breath to be oh so fresh. Fireball. Fireball. John's first taker on the fireball. Yep. And to my left is... Chris Smith. And to his left... Steve Sleepy. And to his left... Johnny Mack. And to his left... Pete Hemsley. And behind the bar... John Pennington. And your humble narrator, Phil Waters. And we have Christmas presents. So... Oh, man. Go ahead. Pete, incoming. Hey. <laughs> <Fox> <laughs> Jesus six. Christ, man. Fire oh, home. man. We can just pass them down. Yeah, just, pass right, around. Yeah, yeah. just like high school. So we don't even break anybody. I lost an eye. They're, they're, they're all <laughs> almost the same. Just like in Nam. They're all almost the same. All right. All right. Don't fold your packages. No, no. Go ahead and open. Oh, we're trying to guess. Oh, you're trying to guess? I'm I'm squeezing my package. (laughs) Fondling your package. It's penis. Oh, I said spoon. It's penis. Look at that. So. Hey. A multifunction tool. I dropped my spoon. Don't drop your spoon. I had one part of my camping kit was fucking lax, and I found the solution. Yeah. Because nothing I own can just do one thing. This is not just a spoon. <laughs> no, no. No, no. Wait, there's more. There's, there's things it can do. I can't reach my um, It's a spoon on one end. It's a spork. Right? Is that's yeah? We got it right. Yeah, it's, it's a spork. spoon on one end. It's a proper fork spork with a knife built into it on the other end. Oh yeah, not yeah. a great knife, but enough knife to get you through a, a, well, a grisly steak. But let me put it this it's way: you, you'd want to know it's there before you cram this in your mouth. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd be looking like the Joker. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's better than the knife on most forks. It is better than the knife on most forks. It's exactly right. That's that true. Is it. Hey, hey, it's. You cannot take this through uh, TSA, by the way. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. You can if you keister it. <laughs> you put it in the old prison wallet. Yeah. Put it in Tom's back pocket. It also has a bottle opener. It's not very stabby because I can't mm-hmm. stab no, you it. You can't out get of it out of its own package. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's childproof. I mean, I can get a, a spork out of a package. I can't get right. this. Uh, that's higher quality packaging, I, I'm sure. I, I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, it was it's, double so bag. So it we got it right. It's the, uh, it's, oh, it has the... It has the looks like a eight millimeter, a seven millimeter, a five and a four millimeter open end. Yeah, it does. Yeah, okay, um, got mine out. Right, it's got uh, the can opener bottle opener combo. Uh, no, it's actually got a spe- separate can opener and a separate bottle opener. I haven't figured out what the degree wheel is actually for. <laughs> I cannot figure out what the degree wheel is actually for, but that's a degree wheel. Okay, somebody passed the lighter and the syringe. Right. Exactly. Well, and that's a line. Yeah. That's a line maker. Yeah, get a so line that's maker. like a little bump yeah. maker line. You get protractor, yeah. world's cheapest compass. And then most of the gloves are extra large. Some of the gloves are large. So if your gloves don't fit, trade them with a buddy who does. Yeah. yeah. So they get light-duty gloves for everybody. Well, warm gloves. I'd probably just give mine to pay. 
There you go. There you go. That's fine. Yeah. I'm yeah. putting mine on now. There's XLs and larges. The larges. Who's, who's got an XL? The larges were good for me. Uh, I'll swap with somebody. Believe it or not, large. I am a large on the gloves. Uh, yeah, I don't know if anybody got larges or extra larges. There's two more out here we can tear into for trading purposes or trading purposes. <laughs> yeah, just hang on to yeah. them. Try them. Try them out. But I mean, there's, there's. I got mostly XLs. Yeah, I got well, mostly XLs. These are large. Yeah, then you might want to trade with somebody. Here, yeah. to Try them on first. They, they. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There you go. These are light duty gloves though. These are for just yeah. keeping your hands warm. Yeah, not for doing okay. any heavy lifting or anything. Oh, the XL is way better. Yeah, the XL works. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Put that on. We'll we'll look later. Yeah, you got you tear into it later on. But yeah, that's that's our little little holiday present. To, not to compete with uh, Krompke's present from last week. Of who wasn't here last week? Pete was brought us. What's that? Pete, were you not here last week? No, I was not then here. Pete. Oh, there you go. Hand it down. No oh boy. So Pete gets last week's Pete, gift. I'm not going to spoil it then. No, nope, don't spoil mold. it. Don't spoil it. The uh, well, I did get everybody something. Yeah. But it didn't show up. Oh. But since we're doing this, yeah, I will tell do. you because it's kind of cool. Okay. So what I got, everybody, is a tourniquet bag for your bike. Because oh. they said 50% of motorcycle deaths could be saved if they had a tourniquet at the scene of the accident. I totally agree. Oh, that's great. So I, this is a thing that you can just throw into your thing. It's, an, it's a tourniquet. It's a 100% yeah. made for the purpose. Right on. And so if somebody has an accident, hey, we got 50% chance of maybe not bleeding out. Fucking so, A. Yeah, that's so a the, brilliant idea. They were idea. supposed to be here yesterday. Okay, well, that's good. But that's you'll good. have them as soon as I see yeah. yeah. That's an excellent thing. If you have nothing else, you should have a tourniquet and an Israeli bandage. And uh, the Israeli bandage, <laughs> nice. You are in the Christmas spirit of the silly hat. Usually, yes. Usually I make the silly hat. Uh, what is that, Pete? This is not going to work, though. This is a, uh, I believe it's a lighter in here. This is yeah. a large jug of butane to fuel said lighter. You can fill that lighter 250 times, according to Kronke. And that sucker's mean, man. I lit every candle. I lit candles that were like 13 inches deep. <laughs> <laughs> that lighter so just based on the Kromke pocket flamethrower? Yeah, yeah, so the answer yeah, is Kromke nice. brought us fire. He yeah. brought fire. I'm, I'm going to go on record right now and say thank you, Mr. Kromke. Mr. Kromke. Yeah. Yep. And also thank you to Patreon member Bronze Cole at the $5 level. Right on. Thank you, Bronze. Bronze. And you know, returning, Bronze. returning Patreon member Matt Davidson. Matt at the ten dollar level, he gets the jokes. He gets the he gets all the jokes. Yep. Absolutely, it's ten dollars so, worth. He gets ab- every single month, man. It's gonna take us a month. long time to come up with ten dollars worth of jokes. <clears throat> well, around here for sure. Hey, not, hey, hey, hey. We're hey, not hey. that well. No, our you know our resident comedian over here, Tim Fahey, got Thank on you, at man. the one dollar level. You don't get the jokes. He doesn't get the jokes, but it's okay. He'll be he'll be all right. <laughs> um, and you know, we were talking about Sean O'Hara. Yes. Yes. Sean O'Hara, he is the falconry expert. Yeah, right. No, I realized that like as soon as I last, like fuck, that is. I shouldn't even have questioned it. Like, I yeah, it was. He's got the most dangerous birds in town. Yeah, wait, yeah. he's a, a falconry dude. expert. Yeah, does no. he have, does he have a podcast? I'd like to like yeah. to listen to that. I think we should listen to that. Yeah, because I want to know more about birds of prey. Yeah, you know, you sure. know, if anybody's going to have the most dangerous birds in town, and it's not Renee, yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah, <laughs> Sean O'Hara. But but, but, but but let me just say though, he's not just a dude that owns one of these birds ah. like that. You shouldn't whatever. Like he's he does all the he learns as much as he can. Like he's the kind of guy he's he's like more of a conservationist than just a bird owner. And he puts on bird demonstrations. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so if you want to learn more about birds of prey 
Sean O'Hara is the guy to talk to. Uh, Very fucking cool. Uh, Very, very happy to have you guys on board. I can't tell you how much we appreciate it. We really, we do, we really do appreciate it. So that's super cool. The, uh, you know what, Phil? Yeah. I've been drinking a lot of milk lately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact that I explains took, the smell. I took a, uh, it was, took a uh, milk bath. I filled up the whole bathtub with milk. Was it pasteurized? No, it's just up to my waist. Hey! <laughs> if you're only at the $5 uh, level, you didn't, you didn't get, get the punchline. And some of the people at the $10 punch level didn't get it either, so that's fine. I met a couple radio technicians the other day. One was Russian, and there was a Czech one, too. One, two. One, two. One, two. two. So anyway. So anyway. Hey, big news around the shop today. I sold the other half of the Jaguar. The other half. Oh, Oh, he did show back up. He showed back up. (laughs) So this kid, young fella, fella. uh, Army MP, uh, Army MP showed up a few weeks ago, came out. Took the, the Jag for a drive. We took the XJ, took it out for a spin. He was suitably impressed. So much so that right quick in a hurry, like next day, he brought me 3K and said, I'm bringing you the rest in two days. It's been a little more than two days, folks. <laughs> in fact, it's been so much more than two days that I had completely fucking thought that he'd made a $3,000 donation to the Make Phil Happier Fund. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I told him, I was like, deposits are non-refundable, so don't be playing around. Yeah. Right? Don't be playing around. And, uh, you know, this is a right-hand drive Tokyo Jaguar. So this is, you know, it says Tokyo Jaguar right in the back window and all the good stuff, right-hand drive. And he showed up today. He's like, man, I'm sorry. I, Well, he's... He's in the army, but he's also working a, another job. So he's uh, he's in army reserves now. So he's I think his next duty station is going to be maybe Japan. So so the answer is he's in the army now mm-hmm. and then. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Now and then, uh, but he came in today and he's like, "Man, I'm sorry," because he sent me a message or something like, "Can I bring you in a check?" Now, is it the check of John? (laughs) (laughs) So when he gave me the 3K back whenever, right? So, you know, more than 20 days ago or whatever it was, when he gave me the 3K deposit, he said, look, I don't want to, I can't finance this because it's a 25-year-old car, but can I bring you a check from my parents? So a cash one and a check one too. And he's a millennial. Millennials don't have checks. I don't know if you know that, yeah. but they don't have checks. Right. So he said, if, can I get a check from my parents? Will you take a check from my parents? And at that point, I said yes, yeah, why not? because I just wanted to close this baby out. So I said, I'll tell you what, bring me a check from your parents. He goes, well, it's from Chase Bank, which is where I bank anyway. So I said, all right, yeah, bring me the check from your parents. And Was it a uh, post-dated third-party out-of-state check? Exactly. Yeah. You're going to write it out on the dashboard with a crayon. The uh, He... <laughs> What he told me, you know, as I've been kind of following up, I said, and by the way, you know, you've lost your permission to give me a check. And he goes, I thought I might have. So today he brought cash. So tomorrow he picks the Jag up. All right. Yeah. So tomorrow he gets his Jag and a 45 day temp tag and just in time for the snow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And a keychain. Tomorrow he gets his Jag and nice Jag keychains. I got some nice. Yeah. Yeah, off he fucks. That's it. The uh, jag you know, off. Jag off. Goes. Right. At your own fucking pace, man. At at a at immediate at a moderate pace. 
But I'm so happy the Jag is gone. So that's that's a great day. That's worth celebration. That's it's off to a much, 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 like, much, much better home. Like they, it certainly um, is. It was only getting neglected it's, from me. It's, it's like they say about boats. The huh. two happiest days of a boat owner's life. Yep. When you buy it. Mm-hmm. And when you and sink when it you for the insurance it. money. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be the happiest day of his life. Is My main rule when I sell a vehicle is I consider the sale complete when I've gone 30 days after the sale and I haven't got one dumb question on a phone call. <laughs> right? Some, you know... Is that camera actually pointing at us? It kind of looks weird. Uh, it's akimbo. Yeah. I don't know. Sleepy set it up. What? The Is camera. Is the camera pointing at us correctly? It kind of looks... Akimbo. Askew. Yeah. It's a wide angle lens. Okay. Oh, there you go. Right okay. up. It's a okay, fish bro. It'll okay. fit all you dude, fuckers dude, in here. If it's good enough for the porn we shot in here last night, it's good enough for it's the podcast. It's good enough for anything. Okay, gangsta rapper. Gangsta rapper. <laughs> hey. yeah, in case anybody didn't get the joke. It's a gangster rapper shirt. So I gangster raptored. Because, you know, presents. Because of presents. And then I also completed the sale of another dumb Japanese vehicle, and that was the Hello Kitty Escargot. Nice. Uh, Please tell me it was like a girl with purple hair that matched it. What? what it, Phil, was it, was it buy one, get two? It was a 70-year-old man. Whatever you do, do not tell Becky you sold that thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, the escargot. We're, we're going to have to put the, that Godzilla sticker on, a, on the side of her company. We car. have an extra one. <laughs> yeah, we have an extra one. The uh, yeah, the the escargot is escargot on, but I have two more. And when you said buy one get two deal, so Chris knows a little bit about the background yeah. on this. I had one lady that came out and took a test ride and everything else and I'm buying it I'm buying it I'm buying it I got a storage unit I, 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 I have only purple cars this is great I, I love it this is the best thing ever that lady became the bane of my existence on Facebook marketplace she strung me along like nobody's business. Oh, I'm going to come tomorrow with the money and da, da, da. and I gave her the world's greatest test ride and her annoying little bitey dog and like all this <laughs> shit and she lowballed me and all this stuff and you know what happened while she was playing games well you know i just went to the doctor and i got a, a diagnosis of cancer and uh, and all this stuff and i'm like hey that's fine but i've never tried to use that to get a deal right Maybe I don't care about. Maybe that. you shouldn't be buying this car. Yeah, right. Yeah, you have more things I mean, on your mind. Yeah, I mean, yeah. My my Thruxton, the guy had lung cancer. He was going to live out his last six eight months mm-hmm. at 120 miles an hour. Wrecked it in a parking lot. There you go. And then immediately turned around and bought another. Hey, <laughs> another Triumph so right after there, and just kept going. I so you got to use that. <laughs> be happier that somebody else showed up. <laughs> <laughs> and the somebody else who showed up was like, yeah. It had Hello Kitty I, holding Godzilla I on the side of super, it. Super, super happy buyer. Yeah. Could not have been happier. I'm going to throw it up to the, I'm going to cast it for the people at, at home can see it because we still can't cast here yet. Apparently. Yeah. The, uh, but the good news is the woman who bought it, who showed up with her husband, they have a Volkswagen thing in the garage. Yep. She has a Carmen Ghia. She's got a Volkswagen, 71 Volkswagen convertible. These are the right people to buy a 28-year-old or 29-year-old Japanese car, right? Yeah, because it's more reliable than the Volkswagen. What was your first name? Just, you know, not any personal information, but the person who bought it. I don't know. 
She's not from here. She's oh, from, from like here. Tennessee. Okay. Smith. You don't know her. Okay. Oh wait, yeah. Tennessee. Smythe. Yeah, you don't know her. I don't. Yeah. I I didn't know her. But you were talking yeah. about these cars, and I'm like, I know another person. I'm like, check, check. Yeah, yeah, check, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. This is this person is the check perfect, one too. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost that keeps on giving. Uh, this is the right person to buy that kind of a car. Yeah, yeah. And if you're selling a motorcycle and you're selling, okay, you were there when the person crashed. Hoffert's what BMW? Oh yeah, I think I was there, but I didn't really see any of that. I mean, it all just happened. Yeah, I wasn't part of it at all. Because no, remember, we were both there for some reason. I came up and we were working on the windshield on my one of my bikes, my FJ09. Huh. And so the guy shows up to buy the bike ostensibly, right? Yeah, yeah. And then takes oh, it out. Oh, 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 that that whole thing. Yeah, yes. I wasn't oh, there. Yes, 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 yes. yes. No, he was so like, he was tell like, us about that. Wrong buyer, <laughs> but no, but I wasn't. I wasn't present. I had to go somewhere or something because I only heard about. It. I didn't see it. Or maybe you I lined it all. Maybe Steve was helping me. He yeah. was I don't think this tools. really happened. I, I don't lined, think it really happened. I lined oh, it all. No, 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 it really happened. I lined it all up. I had to go somewhere, and I came back and heard the whole story. But I yeah, didn't, no, so it was bring us up to speed on that. So no, so what happened is the guy. First of all, like when Steve was talking to him, he's like, "Well, you know, have you ridden before?" He's like, "Yeah." I mean, look, I mean, you know, I'm not a kid here, man. You know, I'm. 58 years old and I'm all that. Okay. Steve's like, okay, man, that's cool. You know, I'll just hold him on, whatever. You know, and the guy goes down and he has goes, all the equipment where a full tour crafter and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. He, he shows up with the whole thing. He's got everything, right? The helmet right. on before he gets on. He goes down. I turn this way and I'm talking to Steve. You can just hear the bike go, pup, 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 pup. We're like, the hell was that? I don't know. Guy comes walking back. Was this his cop bike, that R11 yeah, yeah. RTP? RTP. Yeah. So it literally just is on the bars. It's know, on the, the crash bars. Crash yeah. bars. But the guy came walking around because he couldn't pick the bike up. So he is doing like the world's worst <gasps> walk of shame. That is the world's worst walk of like, shame. He's coming oh, back yeah. to tell us that the bike that he didn't buy and is now not going to buy. <gasps> no. Because it's too big and he obviously can't hold it up or anything. I would have bought it. Uh, I would have bought it out of shame. Well, I would have bought it out of he, shame. He did not. And so, oh, that's bullshit. And you know how nice I, Steve is. Steve was yeah. like, "Well, it's all you, know, it's all you scratch." And, and so you know, Steve, yeah. it, it oh. wasn't. He was kind of put on the spot because man, you know how what's going to happen. But we had to go and help him pick the bike up. Oh yeah. And then he was like, "Do you want me to ride it back?" And Steve like, was oh, no. like, "No, you just crashed it once. I'm not going to let you crash it again." Yeah, right. And so that was about it. And the guy just kind of slinked away and like, but like the, it was just, okay, see you later. Yeah. It was so funny because he made such a big deal about him. I'm not a kid. I'm not, I've been riding yeah. for 30 years and all it was, yeah, it was pretty classic, man. That's a, uh, if, if I, well, no, I mean, I'll be honest. If I show up, and, if I show up to buy a bike, number one, it's going to be cheap as shit anyway. And if I dump it, then I'm absolutely buying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy like, who actually gonna bought be... it was Sketchy McSketcherson. <laughs> oh, really? Showed up like his, oh, his toothless girlfriend or whatever, bring, or no, his like daughter who was like, oh my God. And she's just like, dad, my, this is my dad. This is what I, yeah. this is my lot in life. This is my fucking, <laughs> this is what I had to be, grow up with. <laughs> You know, he shows up with shorts and a t-shirt, no helmet, and like, well, you know, he's like, oh, I'm going to take it. And we're like, okay, you didn't want to get the title or attempt that? No, I'll write it up to the DMV. And blah, blah. I'm like, okay, as long as <laughs> your money's green. Just cool. like, <laughs> Yeah, show me your green dollars. Yeah. We're all good. But that guy panned out. Yeah, we saw him riding the other day. We 
It was 50-50 whether he'd die or... But we did see him like two weeks later still riding. So, well done. He didn't die. The... Uh, <laughs> I I had a period of time where I had a couple three of those RTPs in a row because I was getting a good deal on them from police au- or from uh, international power sports auctions, and the one RTP I brought back I had uh, I'd let I left all the lights on it, so the deal I had got I didn't buy it from a police department that would have been smart enough to take all the lights and stuff off. <laughs> I bought it from BMW North America's law enforcement training division where it had Hmm. never had a radio or a PA system installed. It had never had stickers from a department put on it. And it only had like 16,000 miles on it. So it was the nicest RTP I'd ever handled in my life. It was the cream puff. But it did have all the emergency lighting on it that's not supposed to ever leave and get into the hands of the public. So I had bought replacement lenses because all the safety gear is all basically the same. So I bought green lenses for the the lights because I thought that'd look cool. And so I put green lenses on it. And this local person here in, uh, in Lakewood, who's one of my scooter customers, saw it parked in front of my shop one day. And so that's a police bike. And I said, it is a police bike. He goes, you know, I've been wanting a touring bike. I said, well, that's a touring bike. <laughs> that's the one you that's want. That's a sport touring bike. It has a power windshield. And he goes, what? I showed him how the power windshield works. And it came with two sets of bags. It came with the cop bags, which are kind of small, city bags. And then it came with the big... Fuck off, heavy-duty, big touring bags. And uh, I had both sets. And he just, he was in love with it. And he says, well, can I take it for a ride? And I said, I sold you your first bike not 18 months ago, and it's Hmm. small. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about you riding a R1100 RTP, which is not a particularly easy bike to ride for new riders. You got to have your shit together. It carries its weight a little higher than most bikes. Yeah. This dude jumped on that thing after he gave me every penny I was asking for in cash. All right. And he jumped on that bike and he rode it out of our parking lot by our old shop around the corner in Lakewood. Off he fucked into the Metro Parks. He was gone for long enough. I thought he was dead. (laughs) We're just getting ready to close the shop down for the night. He shows back up, big smile on his face. He's like, this is great. I said, it's pretty cool, isn't it? He's like, I I absolutely love this. And I said, that's great. He goes, do you know this has run-flat tires? And I went, how do you know it has run-flat tires? Because it did have run-flat tires because the law enforcement specked out run-flats on those bikes. And I said, how did you know it has run-flats? He goes, oh, no, I was looking the bike over and I saw that it said there run-flat tires on the side. I said, yes, it had Mm -hmm. run-flats in it. He goes, how fast do you think you can go on the run-flats? I'm like, not very fast at all. Real slow, probably. Just enough to get you off the road. And uh, I still see that guy rocking around here in Lakewood. And he's got the... Everywhere that a normal police bike would say the word police, he just has the word traffic. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Good for him. (laughs) Okay. I think it probably... And he has a white Schuberth... Flip up helmet. Oh, yeah. Sure and does. the bottom of it is the green, same green stripes to match the green stripes that he's put on the bike, the oh, 3M God. reflective green bikes. So it's like it says traffic everywhere on it, but it doesn't say police. Right. And he still has the green lights on it. Well played. Well, well played. Well played. At least, at least I guarantee he can tour in the fast lane and people oh, yeah. get right the Nobody fuck out of the way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> at least you didn't get with a Pulitzer. eye. Well, that's what I would have done. Well, it's, um, what is his name? Um, I would have put Pulitzer eye on it. 
the British dude in I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hate myself for this in Houston. Okay, all did right. The Babe rallies. Do you think anybody in this podcast that's listening is gonna get? No, he's gonna be like, I know that guy. But you, you, I don't know. Yeah, I might. Peter, I might not. Peter, still British Peter. Johnny Blank. Anyway, doesn't matter. Oh, British Peter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that story. Yeah, we heard that story. Already. He had right. no. That's kind of a hard one to swallow. He had a Ford Contour. <laughs> that he had dressed up as a, as a Mondeo police car. Oh, yeah, you were on that ru- that oh. babe rally. I remember that like it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a me and Phil thing. Thank I you. I, 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 again, oh I'm still drawing a blank. Hang on. I anyway, think it, I think it's had, just a Tom thing. He had rosers down the side. Oh, yeah, of his yeah, car. yeah, right, yeah. Because yeah, right down the side. <laughs> I remember that. Hey. 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 Check one. Two. <laughs> what the fuck is going on today? Oh. What is his name? Barrett. Peter Barrett. I, I, you know Peter. No, you I do. do. No, oh, really? Peter Barrett. Oh, yeah. Him. No, oh. not Peter Rabbit. Oh, I remember Rabbit. that guy. Not Peter Absolutely. Fonda. Not Peter Cottontail. Peter Barrett, like the gun. <laughs> Wasn't yeah. his nickname no, Prison had, Wall yeah, no, or had, something like that? Right. No, he had, <laughs> prison he, Wall. He did, he did the, he did the, uh, he did a Monde- he did a contour, but the mo- contour is the Mondeo everywhere else since a police car. Yeah. And it says Rosers down the side on his. Yeah. And he only had right think there. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can, I can see it clearly. I can see it clearly. <laughs> I can see clearly now. It's, it's Rosers. It's all there. <laughs> Tom's TV still won't let me. Yeah, let I know. Me what in the hell? Like into it. We're, we're, we're being punished. Oh, so yeah, we're God, being. But anyway, so I'm gonna pull this up so you can see it. And I, uh, I've already. Wait, I gotta throw it up to the so the fans at home can see something. Because now, in the spirit, in the spirit of, I think we broke sleepy. Pretending. <laughs> Hey, Ooh. Sleepy, how much did you have before the show? <laughs> Just enough. So in, in the spirit of fake and Jamaican, in the spirit of... So in Britain, you can buy these green vests. So law enforcement yeah. um, wears these green-colored vests, these acid green vests. Hi, Biz. And instead of saying police, they say polite. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's a whole thing like... Oh, yeah. It's like a deal now. Yeah. And so you can see a guy's wear, riding a BMW R1100 RTP with the crash bars and the whole deal. It's 100% selling the fact that it's a cop bike. But instead of a vest that says police, which would be legal, he has the word polite, which <laughs> I think sends a very, very good message. Right. Because at first you're going to be like, oh, shit. And then you're going to be like, oh, oh. Oh, polite. Okay, got well, it's that. Like, it's like here when anybody ever sees a Crown Victoria, they go, oh my God, and they slam on the brakes. And they're Not like, anymore. Oh, Not anymore. I think we've got that out of our systems now. I hope. Because a fucking Explorer in my back window gets all oh, my yeah, attention. Oh, yeah, no shit. Yeah. I get a soccer mom back there with a blacked out Explorer. And you put a bull bar on the front of it, too. That's they like all do. Guaranteed. They fucking it, yeah. all do. And it's always like a soccer mom or something yep. with the tinted out windows. A little midnight sun sticking out by the window. Yeah, and I'm like, you spotlight. Yeah, I'm like, like what asshole buys an Explorer in this day and age? You can buy better cars. Well, the interesting thing was on some of the government auctions. Judgy, judgy. There were. Have you owned an Explorer? On the government have, auctions. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah. I have. It yeah. Depends on which kind. Hey, the anal, anal Explorer? explorer? Uh, <laughs> the, uh, in, I've got one right here. I do all the police auctions. No, that's a beer bottle, but okay. You, you do you. Auctions. And that's where I was finding these BMW police motorcycles. Yeah. And Hoffert, grumpy sewer guy, is famous 
for letting me know about police bikes up for sale mm-hmm. before I would ever fucking find them on my own. Well, he lives on He those does. Bikes. Gov deals? Yeah. He loves that shit. Yeah, I've been on a couple of uh, Nighthawk 250s that way myself. Well, well, what I was very impressed by is I saw a Ford Explorer with 60,000 miles oh, that gosh. Steve sent me <laughs> for five grand. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, well, that's a that's a car. That's yeah. a that's like a car with four wheel drive and a motor in it. You can drive to work every day for very little money. And so I was about to do that whole just like I'll just buy that, and I'll drive down to you know wherever the fuck it is and pick it up and drive it home. But fortunately, our friend, well, all of our friends, Shane Post at Post Automotive, has worked on every known car known to man. And I said, Shane. I got a line on a 60,000-mile Ford Explorer, and before I could get the err out, he said, don't buy it. <laughs> and I said, but every police department on the planet has these. He goes, don't buy it. And I said, but they're, it's got the high-output cop motor and all the shit. And he goes, don't buy it. And I said, why? And he goes, I won't work on it. And I said, you got to be fucking kidding me. How bad are these things? He goes, oh, they're bad. And I said, how bad? bad can they possibly he goes i'd rather you bought a dodge charger police car than a ford explorer police car and i thought shane doesn't like dodges at all i don't like dodges well i mean how bad can that explorer be turns out they're pretty fucking bad i mean did he put any detail into it no he kind of told me like they're very hard for police departments to own these because they need a lot of expensive work all the goddamn time. Well, Ford did just discontinue that because the real the only people that were buying the thing those were cops. Police were cops. That was enough of a reason to keep the Crown Vic around forever. Right. right. And, and the Impala right. around forever. And yeah. the only reason to buy a Dodge Charger is because you know somebody's gonna steal it. So. Well, if it says Hellcat on this Hellcat on the side, it's already been stolen. Right. So you have no problem with right. that. But I thought that was really something where a mechanic that I know and trust my, for many, many, many years, I Trust I, Shane I, implicitly. Yeah. If Shane tells me not to buy a fucking car, I will not buy that car. And, and, and it's up to you guys to do your research and find out why they're so bad. That's a little project for yeah. you folks for, at home. You can do that. Homework. But, but I really was like, okay, fuck it, man. You know. Yeah. Because usually Fords are pretty solid. No, they're not. But that's beside the point. It's okay. I've only got 300000 on the last two I sold. But so the Ford, those were clearly lemons. Ford yeah. Fiesta tr- double clutch. Don't know anything about that. The... EcoBoost one cylinder, uh, one liter that has the belt-driven oil pump. Okay. Um, every Mustang ever sold that likes to hit pedestrians. Oh, well, that's just, that's the owners. That's um, the owners talking. What is miscellaneous Fords and nobody can understand what you mean? Correct. For one thousand. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna say I'm actually impressed that he would go. Yeah, no, the Explorer is a piece of shit because yeah. the Explorer has been solid for a long time. But I don't know. Shane didn't want to work on it. The latest iteration. That's wild. And you know, if I bought it. Shame would have to Shame work on it. Shame would have to work on it. Because I don't work on my own cars anymore. I He's going to have to do my stress on the, on the uh, element pretty soon. So the uh, I think people are all sleeping. Yeah. Right in the pocket. Good, cheap 2005 Dodge Ram 1500. <sighs> Unbelievable value. Unbelievable you, ah, value. Where did you get one of those? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we knew anybody who was selling a, I mean, I mean, a I, pretty champagne-colored one. He too. Would, yeah, he, yeah. Who would I mean, pro- they're great. They're going all day long for 1500 bucks. Who would probably <laughs> trade it 
for with a, a with a brand new motor, for yeah. a song and a dance. Oh, at this point, and no, a hand I, job. Never, I never would. I'm just saying that they're such a great vehicle. It's People such a great vehicle. Them. Oh yeah, them, and they'll run good in Cleveland with rust all the way to the door handles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a. Have you? Did I hear right that recently something let yeah. go on it? Well, no. <laughs> So, I, I, was, <laughs> I hate to do this to you, Steve. Okay, what now? So, I hate to do this to you. So I, so, it does have a new motor in it. Welcome so, to, I thought I was done. Show us where the Dodge touched. I thought I was, I thought I was done. In the wallet. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Cleveland CarCast. Yes. I thought I was done, man. I was so happy. I was like, holy fuck, it starts, it drives, it's smooth. Yeah. I had one error code, so I had to check in just because I had a leak in the exhaust. I found it. Easy crack. Yeah, okay. This is going to be done in a week. This is going to be the most reliable truck. I'm going to treat it to a new pair of fucking tires. <laughs> so I get new tires. Oh, you got the new tires. Now the fucking thing drives better, and I'm like, fuck <gasps> yeah, this is glorious. I have yeah. the thing, right? There's you, double you know the value of that do? vehicle, too. You know right? what I have to do is I yeah, have to tank get the gas alignment. will double the value of that vehicle. I have to fucking get it aligned. I don't want to burn through these tires. No, you have right? to get aligned. Absolutely. So make an appointment yeah. and get one the next morning at right. 8 a.m. I get there, go in there, and I'm waiting. And they're, they're, all of a sudden, a lot of people are gathering around the truck. Oh, no, that's never a good sign. <laughs> no, and and like, did okay. somebody say the words, just rolled in? <laughs> <laughs> or on fire? So they're all kind of gathered around and looking. And then the guy looks over and goes and kind of points to me and another guy and another dude. And then he walks in and goes, all right, we got to talk to you. I was like, what? And he goes, we, uh, we, can't, we can't work on your truck. And he goes, it's a danger to you and us. And I was like, what are you talking about? And so they have the steering wheel locked somehow, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the front wheels are just moving like two inches <gasps> back. And really? So they go back and they show me the whole fucking steering shaft. It's all fucked. It's, it's all jacked up. And jacked. Oh. So he was like, he goes, well, if you want to leave it here, we could do it. And he came with some like 790 bucks. I'm like, yeah. nah, I'm like, I'm, yeah. I can make it home, dude. You drove it in. You'll yeah. drive it out. Yeah, so I drove yeah. it home. Right. I was looking up parts. I mean, I think it's just this. It's an eighty dollar fucking okay. middle U joint thing. Yeah, but it's still a pain in the dick. I still Some hymen take... joint. Yeah, yeah. It's a hymen joint. <laughs> but at that point, it's only, all blown out. They only pop once. At that point, <laughs> I'm like, man, they can't. There's nothing left. There's not. There's not. Well, I, I don't want to say. Don't that. say that. Do not ever, ever. <laughs> Ever for people who aren't say that'll be the last thing I have to work on for people who aren't friends of sleepy this fucking dead guy dodge has been a nightmare I do have a total now though you do including the tires yeah I'm at ten thousand two hundred and forty dollars <gasps> you know <laughs> all right all right I'm gonna I'm gonna say it a lot of that was Summit Bucks too. Yeah, no. I was so, gonna say, yeah, and that's you without, saved a lot yeah, of money. I I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. What is the least expensive truck you can buy? You can't for like when this thing, if it's gonna, if once it stops breaking, <laughs> dude, I'm gonna let you know a secret. It says Dodge on it. It will never stop breaking. Does it have power windows? Continue. It does have power, it does have power windows? windows? Talking about them. Though. Get ready. Yeah. Get ready. <laughs> You're gonna love this. <laughs> You're gonna love this. Love this. <laughs> the power power windows will break the same day that the air conditioning they're breaks. Called, <laughs> yeah. They're called window regulators. You're gonna love this. But this, all the things you're talking about are luxuries for a fucking work truck. I just want to drive the thing for a while. If I have to fucking oh, grab no? it with pliers yeah. and pull it up enough to not get rain into the cabin, I'm fine with that. I just want to run. You know, I feel so I, bad. I figured out I'm going to fix the uh, my Saturn's. Uh, oil sender issue thingy. Yeah, the oil lights on and it chimes all the time. 
But I found out that it just plays a chime through the driver's side front speaker, so I'm just going <laughs> to disconnect that, and it'll be fixed. Wait a second. How often does it... How often does it make the noise? All the time. What? <laughs> really? Ding, really? Ding, ding, it just, ding. The light's on all the time. But it, it makes the ding noise Yeah. when the check engine light's on? When the oil pressure light is on. Oh. You ever? You ever <laughs> oh, so in addition to a red flashing light, just it a red also, solid red light. A solid red light, wow. it also gives you a, a little auditory boom, reminder boom, to look at your boom, dashboard. Boom, oh, my God. Boom. You know, if this was an 80s Dodge, it would say, hey, dumbass, hey, dumbass. It would hey, say, dumbass. I mean, I'm Your sure it's not oil pressure. I, I replaced the center. I tried to fix yeah. it. Yeah. Eh, it's still not working. It's so just I'm just a bad, gonna, it's just a bad oil pump. Rip the door thing off. Just disconnect that speaker. And away we go. Yeah. 500 bucks. I mean, I'm not really getting involved in this. What I can tell you about Japanese <laughs> domestic vehicles <laughs> is that by law. That's South Korean. Yeah. By law, Japanese domestic vehicles must alert you when you're going over 105 kilometers per hour because the national speed limit in Japan is 100 kilometers per hour. So if you're going over 105, you know, 64-ish, 62-ish, they start with the bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. And I can tell you that Nissan, Toyota, Mitsubishi, and Daihatsu, Suzuki, they all use different methods of making that bing-bong. And they're not always what you'd expect, like a little piezo speaker hooked up to the speedometer somehow. There are various different degrees of fuck you. <laughs> and I have been lying on my you back. You go too fast. Yeah, yeah. I've been lying on my back under the dashboard of a Nissan Pointing to things. And like, I maybe that does it. Maybe, maybe this strange thing does it. So the only way that we've been able to truly figure out what makes the noise is for Merritt to be driving the car at over 100 kilometers per hour <laughs> and me to be laying down on the floor. Disconnecting stuff. Touching things. <laughs> figuring that if it has an auditory tone, I'll bet you there's a vibratory component as well. But at 65 to... 80 miles per hour, it can be somewhat hard to find the item that's making the vibratory thing. I've There is a whole line of jokes there that even I, our Patreon level at 20 I wouldn't. I have successfully <laughs> found 80% of these noisemakers. Hmm. <laughs> I can assure you, though, that the one that exists in the Toyota Crown station wagon, that remember that white one I had that was all luxurious? Oh, yeah. I'm convinced that that noise comes from the home office in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's transmitted through the radio <laughs> when you get over 100K because I fucking drove myself insane trying to figure it out. And on that one, it's the most pleasant, peaceful ta-ting, ta-ting, ta-ting. But what I learned was you can't turn the stereo up to beat it. Because mm. uh, as you crank the stereo up, that's what I did in the Saturn because it's playing through it the stereo. Goes up. So if you turn yeah. the stereo up, it, it it beats it even though it's playing through. It doesn't yeah. amplify that, so you can drown it out. Oh yeah, but no, no, not but on the no, crown. Not on the crown. The crown got me, and I was like, "Son of a bitch, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to rip the radio out of this thing." The guy I sold it to did a beautiful job, like put nice rims on it, slammed it, all kinds of cool shit. 
And uh, he's like, eh, it's got Jap- original Jap- factory Japanese radio in there. And I was like, yeah. Hmm. He goes, I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that in because that's, that's fucking cool. I'm leaving that in. I was like, well, you know, it doesn't get any FM radio stations above like 89. Because Japanese circuit's different than ours. Like they, their FM frequency band is different than ours. Mm-hmm. He goes, I don't care. It's fucking cool. It's so cool. And I was like, well, now that I've got your money, <laughs> I'm going to give you some bad news. If you ever go above 62 miles an hour, you're going to chase that sound down and you're going to realize it's coming out of the head unit through the speakers. And he goes, well, what does that mean? I was like, you can't shut it off. Trust me. <laughs> Even when you turn this son of a bitch off completely, it doesn't matter. It's still bing, boom. Uh, yeah. And then you always find the little toll, automatic toll collection thing, which sometimes they have hidden. And you'll turn the car on. It'll say like, Michel Bacho, just doesn't want And you're like, what the? fuck was that <laughs> and you're like yeah it's just letting you know that it's collecting tolls even though it's not even in japan anymore so yay so much fun somebody's getting a hell Dude. of a bill every time you go on the turnpike. oh well, shit didn't even think about that well, yeah. speaking yeah. of yeah. all speaking of all this restriction stuff yeah, yeah did you read that thing i sent the other day yeah tell me more about that i just i read through it pretty quickly but it said and they're trying to by 2026 to have internal speed regulators built into all cars if they want to have it hit the roads so if a cop wants to pull you over, he can kill your car. And it's like a standard thing. Or right now, if you speed over a certain thing, it can it'll keep track of it, mm-hmm. and then your insurance companies can pull that to see yeah, if you're that's, a safe driver and stuff. So I so, had this concept. Oh, go ahead. No, no. What were you saying first? I had this concept. Like, what would be like the perfect, you know, the the car that went to as far as good technology. But not no per, like it was Just like where's right to the line, and I want to find one of those that has like ten thousand miles on it. It's, it doesn't have a computer, but it still gets de- it's very solid. It's, it's called the nineteen ninety six Toyota Camry. It, it is the be. pinnacle of evolution. If you could find like one with eighty oh, yeah. like real low miles oh, yeah. on it or something, like yeah. buy it now. Yeah. Well, what I was what I was gonna say, like like the ninety six Camry is literally the pinnacle of evolution of any car. I guess. It, what is it? What does it need? It needs to have. It needs just like. Oh, I'm just gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna say some stuff that I know that people are gonna. It needs to have an airbag because fuck it. I drive cars where I am the crumple zone. Yep. Right. So an airbag's not a bad idea. It needs to have ABS because that's not a bad thing. It saves lives. Fair enough. Okay. It'd be nice if it had really good air conditioning because I drive when it's hot and I like I comfort. Mean, we're okay if you go right back twenty five yeah. years. You're right. gonna it, have all those things. The the Lexus just get like the, the nicest Lexus ES twenty five year old car the same you can get. Time. So yeah, no, the Camry and the Lexus the Lexus ES. So yeah. that's where you're. Because I can assure you one thing, guys. Don't buy a twenty twenty two Ford F one fifty pickup truck because <laughs> that bitch, it is perpetually waiting for me to miss a payment or something. Uh-huh. Uh I can tell you that it it it's always going to own you. You will never yeah, own it. Yeah, you'll never own it. You will only be its caretaker. Uh that thing if you put it in reverse and you open up the door to take a look out, it will put itself in park. Hmm. It, it it has servo mechanical control over the gear shift. Well, that's lever. that that And falls, that's scary. That, How are you going to get out and push it while it's stuck and be putting that, it in first and and that reverse? That goes back to um How do we rock it? That goes back to uh what's his name from Star Trek? By yourself. Because he got out of his Jeep and got pushed against the Oh, the uh, the, the Russian kid. Uh, Yeltsin. Yeah, Yeltsin. yeah, yeah, the Russian kid. Uh he got he got Boris? out of his, he got out of his Jeep. No, no, no. Um 
Gosh, I can't or remember. Or he played Chekhov in Star Trek. He played Star Trek. In the new Never Star mind. Trek. But he got yeah. out of his Jeep and had that stupid, rotating dial bullshit that Chrysler Stellantis. And he, could, he didn't yeah. put it in park. Yeah. And it crushed him against his gate and killed him. And as a result, every new car, if you get out of the car, it automatically shuts itself into park and locks the wheels. I was very shocked to find out that it moved Yell the shit. fucking Prindle. Yeah. It moved the selector arm. And when it did it, I was, I was like, no, I mean, one thing, if it puts it into park, that's fine, but the gear shift is still in drive. They went to the trouble of making servo mechanical actuators in there that actually moved the lever up into a different position. Oh, yeah. yeah, because then you'd be all like, well, it's in park now, right. so, oh, I guess I can just walk away. And, and now I'm there, understanding you know? why that truck was so and fucking expensive. And you close expensive. the door and it yeah. comes out of park. And, and then, you know, and, like, Anton Yelchin, that was his name. Yeah, it's, it's a little frightening, but you're right, John, to say <laughs> we'll find the car that is right on the fucking edge of it, um, where it's unencumbered by actual invasive technology, right? I mean, you know, you don't hear enough about like cars still in the crate. Well, a 25-year-old car <laughs> still in the when crate. When I become... Okay, John, John, when I bought I bought a Honda Element 2003. Yes, Tom, I'm listening. I bought a 2003 Honda Element. <laughs> what year I, what year did you buy that? When I bought it, I bought it in 2019. Now, where were you living? Uh, New Orleans. Okay, you were living in New Orleans. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and it had 23,000 miles on it. Were those highway miles or, or city? No, it was old woman miles, which is the worst part, Fair. because that fucking thing has cost me, goddamn it, $10,000. You talk about your Dodge. This thing, the power steering pump just went out. I have replaced the radiator. I've replaced the starter. I have replaced We'll be a- back in a couple of minutes, folks. <laughs> Time's Go on. I'm listening. If you're just tuning in, welcome to Cleveland. We bitch about cars, moto. Tell me more. <laughs> what? I'm all we're not ears. Doing much riding today. Yeah, we are not talking about much about motorcycles at this point. I was trying to get to it, but somebody started listening to their repair sheet and on their Honda. Started talking about his Dodge. God damn! I got I got two words that'll welcome solve to all car your talk. problems. Hey, don't drive like my brother. Hey, who the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Pete. <laughs> Don't drive like oh, my brother. Oh, shit. I didn't even see you sit beside me. I, I have a new lover, and it's a Honda Fit. I love my Honda Fit. Yeah, Renee's got I'm one of those, I'm on my second. Oh, yeah. I'm on my second one now. And I think it might be the best were you, car. Are you uh, first gen or second gen? I had a first gen. I just sold, and now I'm on a third gen. Third gen. Wow. Dang. Because uh, Renee's got the first gen. I don't. Yeah, I have no Which idea what gen well, it is. It's a Honda Fit. Well, no, no, no. It's adorable. You got to pick it up and look underneath it. Like <laughs> <laughs> the Matchbox car, you lift it up and look underneath and see what the well, generation no, no, the, it is. The, the first gens are actually because the second gens, the automatics go to the CBT, which is the downfall of the second gen. But it's even then, it's not that bad. But the first gens are the are conventional auto, uh, conventional automatic. And they had ind- independent rear suspension too. Oh. The second gen, third gen went to a. Uh, and then they, axle and they discontinued the fit because the HRV, they wanted to go with the SUV model, so they went with the HRV instead of the fit, which really sucks. So. But like the HRV is not a bad car. It's to it sucks that they discontinued the fit. John's point. We're talking about cars instead of motorcycles? No. We're talking about. Cars that haul motorcycles. Oh, the fit won't do that. Oh yes, it will. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna it'll haul a Honda monkey. <laughs> Don't lean up. Hey, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of uh, impoverished young men 
bring scooters to scooter rallies in the back of a Volvo 240. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you do what you can when you can't do much, right? But there is a car, and Toyota just announced a $10,000-ish pickup truck. Ah, oh. uh, yeah. yes. The IMV. And, uh, okay, hold on. Hold, hold on, John. I'll let you go ahead and say what you're going to say. No, it's, it's legit. I'm ready to shoot you down. It's okay. Oh, gosh. It's a work truck. Mm-hmm. It's got crank-up windows. Mm-hmm. It's it, a, it doesn't have lane maintenance. It doesn't have lane keeping. It doesn't have proximity got, sensors and backup got, cameras. It's got three hardened, uh, three hardened mountain And they're not letting it into America. <laughs> like, you're never going to buy that for oh, 10000 Oh, yes, I am. Never. I'm no. never going to buy it for ten grand. you are right. You're never getting one of those for $10,000. That's just like the... Yeah. Oh, they're giving the gladiators twenty. You can yep. buy a Jeep Gladiator right. twenty thousand yep. dollars off. You're under fifteen. You know, no, that's and just all marketing hype. So they said when the article when they first came out with this concept, they said ten grand, not in U.S. money, by the way, not in any money. Now they're saying <laughs> it's going to be closer to twelve. Here's my statement: This is a legit work truck. It's basic. It's basic as fuck. I've got friends in Mexico. I don't care if you have friends in the Vatican. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care if you have friends at Toyota in Japan. Yeah, yeah. You're not getting a Land Cruiser pickup truck for $10,000 ever. I will pay up to a considerable amount more than that. Will you pay $35,000? No, no, I won't spend $35,000. Then you probably won't get one. You're right. You're right. (laughs) They're not going to sell anything cheaper than a Tacoma. Oh, I disagree. Because I've been in some Tacomas. Okay. And even the, sh- the cheapest, shittiest $30,000 Tacoma, which is about what it's going to cost you to get the shittiest two-wheel drive, four-cylinder Tacoma, yep. is over, Steve sold his over used, 30. sold his used one, which was five or six years old, for $29,000. Oh, yeah. And it had, oh, been, yeah. it had been hit. I mean, that, that truck had seen some things. My, my former boss, he had a Tacoma, four-door, that had... had 90% totaled, but not enough to total it completely, and they rebuilt it. And he still got 20 grand out of it. Stake bet. Yeah. If I can buy this thing in Mexico for around $14,000, I'm going to drive it across the fucking border, <laughs> man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one of those, hey, Oscar. <laughs> I'm going to let Oscar... Oscar would have to buy it. I think. That's, that's what would have. Yeah, we've man. kind of. Dude, you're incriminating him. Allegedly, I was say, allegedly. <laughs> wait, wait, allegedly. So for anybody and listening, I, just, I, in, just, I utterly do not believe it. I, I anybody listening, totally in, I, I will eat a, a fucking crow pie. Right. The second you bring that back and say, <laughs> yep. "I got this for," I'll say yep. under fifteen thousand. I'll give you a five thousand dollar leeway. There's no <laughs> way in hell you're getting that for ten grand. The uh, you're right, you're absolutely right, and I predict you're going to be right on the money. But if I can have it for fourteen or fifteen, I think I'm going to have it. How's that Cybertruck coming? Oh yeah! <laughs> Did you see what happened to that? <laughs> Ouch! That hurts. There's a lot of people sitting on hundred dollar Cybertruck deposits right now that went whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah. You said thirty two thousand. Yeah. 
And now it's a hundred thousand. Base is sixty eight yeah. for a one motor rear wheel drive. It's is double exactly. Yeah. It's double exactly what it was advertised as. Where yeah, it was yeah, sold as you when you got your deposit. Did you see what they dropped today too? Though what they dropped today? All they I wanted the, was the, the cyber quad. The tractor pull. So they did a Ford F one fifty. They did a Ford F three fifty. They did some other. Fi- oh, the Rivian. Oh, the Rivian. Yeah. And then yeah. they they did, they did the Cybertruck. Cyber truck. Was the that cyber- on the fast lane trucks thing? No, it's on the, it's, the Colorado it's guys. On Tesla's. Oh, it's corporate. Yeah. Tesla. Right. But Tesla that's corporate. the that's the hundred and some thousand dollar beast Free motor beast mode beast, beast mode, mode Cybertruck. Yes, yeah. that they beast also. Mode. That they also did a drag race against the Porsche 911, mm-hmm. and it had a Porsche 911 on a trailer behind it, and it beat the Porsche 911. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I just like the humor behind that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole, like, do you want to see my whole dick or just enough to win? Yeah. <laughs> now here's the whole thing. Right, now here's the whole thing. What the hell? That's it. That's, again, we're talking about a way to move your motorcycle from point A to point B. Yeah. And when the Cybertruck thing came along, I was like, I sell electric motorcycles. It might be funny for me to deliver your electric motorcycle in the back of an electric truck. A shtick. A gimmick. A gimmick, right? right. Without right. being like, you know. Yeah, you know, look at this guy. He's cool. He delivered my electric motorcycle yeah. in the back of an electric truck. And the truck squatted down in the back and had its own ramps. Right. So the bike could drive right up into the back of it. And then I shot at him because he was on my property. And the window deflected the bullets. Oh, wait, perhaps. Right. I mean, p- perhaps. That, whatever. Well, that was a selling that, point of that right. piece of trash cyber that truck was, that you could shoot at it with a gun. None and, of it. And he proved it wrong. So None of it. Not one little bit of that would have mattered. Right. Had they delivered the thing for the $32,000 that say they were going to do it. Yeah. And the fact that I've changed my thinking on a lot of things electric. <laughs> I've, I, I may have... I may have swung a hard 180 on the whole thing. <laughs> did you uh, did you give him back his cocaine allowance? Yeah, we did. Yes. Okay, I just yeah. was, I was wondering. That's funny because I was just wondering if he was on his meds or. Not. <laughs> oh no, I'm way off my meds. Wound up. The, uh, but right now, if somebody says, "I'll give you eighty five dollars for your hundred dollar deposit," I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that feels pretty fair to me. I know Elon will give me the hundred dollars back, so he's he said he said uh, backsies are okay. He said we're okay with backsies. Actually, he said fuck Wait, you. Yeah. No, actually, no. He said he said backsies are okay. Was it a non-refundable? No, nope, it is totally refundable, and oh, it's yeah. in black and white. The problem though is if you buy it, you can't sell it for a year. Yeah. So you can't make any money on the deal, but you can you can get your hundred dollars back. Well, you can you to can. be fair. Um, as Tom would say. To be you, fair. You to be fair. fair. Request to Drink. sell it. You have to present your case. And if they there's deem rules. your case viable. There's rules. The court of car return. <laughs> there's rules. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You must meet before the wizards and they will decide whether or not. I think not. the rule is this. Are your lawyers better than their lawyers <laughs> over a $100,000 car? Right. It's no longer F. A financially fathomable. Fathomable. <laughs> I recently had somebody tell me I could win a seventy thousand dollar lawsuit for about one hundred and forty thousand dollars, and I went, "Well, that's good for you, lawyer." Those are expensive that's, principles. Yes, those. <laughs> and for that, for that extra seventy k, I'll. I think I'll just forget my principles. I mean, yeah. if you want to teach him a lesson. Right. right. How? How? What is vengeance worth to you? I'll show you. I'll show you something. <laughs> I'll show right. you. Let me prove to you how stupid I can be to prove a point. 
The uh, well, you pull Rudy Giuliani and don't pay the attorney. That's the other option. <laughs> I'd have to use a different attorney though, because I like my attorney. He's a good guy. The, uh, but would I uh, back to? Are we talking about motorcycles? Motorcycles. Did, and, uh, I think we, we veered we into mo- politics. We did. Are I'm we? Gonna, a, are I, we a motorcycle podcast? Not so far. All right. The uh, <laughs> as far as you know. <laughs> as far as you know. <laughs> We're the number three electric bitching motorcycle truck. Two thousand. Think about it for a minute. Yeah. Two thousand and thirteen. Just land, dude. Yeah. Land for a while. Two thousand and thirteen. Yes. You're all <sighs> gear up. Mm-hmm. Had a gentleman call my shop and say, "I need to have my motorcycles plural stored for the winter." I said, "Tell me more." I charge two prices. I charge a price for motorcycles up to 400 cc's, and I charge a price for motorcycles over 400 cc's. $350 for bikes less than 400 cc's, $400 for bikes over 400 cc's, no sidecars, no fucking weird trikes or all that other, you know, that, that counts as two, okay? You know, let's not, let's not try to play the player here. But motorcycle storage at my place involves the warehouse, which never drops below 50 degrees because it's got cool heaters in it. You're on a battery, Optimate. You're up on the center stand if you have one, and you got a cover over you. Okay, fair enough. I'm not going to do in there, I'm not going to be in there rotating your tires and, you know, you know. Right. Oh, I'm not. I'm not going to go in there. I'm not going to be, you know, blowing a fan on your bike all winter long. This is basic motorcycle storage. That's what it is. If you want oil changes, you'll pay for that. You know, we'll charge you. It won't be a lot, but we'll charge you for it. And it'd be a good way if you want to get some accessories put on, probably get accessories put on real cheap, considering I'm going to have your bike all winter. And you're probably not going to call me and be too much of a prick around it. But you're also not going to get in and out privileges and all that stuff. It's storage. You're dropping the bike off and we'll see you again around April. Right? That's cool. And if you got to get out it's early, it's not in your garage. It's not in your garage, being having your salt snow dripped on it from your Chrysler or whatever, and your kids aren't hitting it with the lawn uh, with the Toro. You put your snowblower where it would. Yeah, normally be. exactly. Right. Enjoy winter. So the guy calls me and he says, "So I've got four motorcycles. I want to tell you this man's garage. Triumph Speed Triple. Okay. Now we know he's here to play." A Dyna, and not an old Dyna, like a 13 Dyna, right? Okay, kind of weird. Did I mention the Ural gear up two-wheel drive? Okay, kind of interesting. A, a Royal Enfield Himalaya. Okay. I can almost see this guy now. Kind of a weird garage, right? Kind of no, a weird garage. No, I'm seeing, I'm, I've seen this guy. And then he says, and I've got another Himalaya. Bilateral Himalayas? Bilateral Himalayas. <laughs> I really thought there was only one Himalaya. I mean, but if you have a Himalaya, shouldn't you eventually get a Princess Leia? <laughs> or you should get a Huralaya. A Huralaya. A Hialaya. Wait, 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 wait. Come on, I want a Leia. Come on, I want a Leia. Come on, I want a Leia. Me don't want to look at you down there. So the fella... <laughs> we talked about this. We had to negotiate a price because this has turned into five bikes. Right. And I'm going to have to pick them all up, by the way. Plus a sidecar. I, I didn't clarify that. And he's in the Heights. And a sidecar. He lives like three blocks from where he used to live. Hmm. I might know the guy. <laughs> 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 
here we go. Again. That game again. Come on, I want to So, work you know what was the, my favorite part about this entire adventure, though, is the guy's like, but I also might want to sell them. I think I know this guy. Nah. He's uh, moving, and he's not coming back. Oh, I, yeah. And he's moving to sunnier climbs. And he said, you know what? I would just rather sell the bikes up here than to transport them all down there and sell them down there when, after I get there. English accent? No, nah, not so much. But you know what, was, what I thought was great is the guy says, like, so um, give me a price to store them and then give me a price to buy them. And I went, well, if I charge you 2000 to store them, I can probably buy them off you a lot cheaper in the spring. And he's like, oh, I didn't realize I was walking into that. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're kind of walking into that. This guy's, a, this guy's a master negotiator. <laughs> I, I've got a solid 1500 for that gear up. So, Well, I don't know if our podcast listeners have ever transported a motorcycle called a Ural. They don't fit into the back of pickup truck beds oh, real fucking good. No. And they don't fit onto the back of a Kendon trailer nope. real good. You kind of got to have a landscaping trailer. Yep. That's kind of how you do it. Yep. If you try to put the thing in the back of a pickup truck on your own with a couple of boards, you're probably going to get hurt. <laughs> and if you don't have a couple of friends with you, that's going to get ugly real quick. So in the negotiation process, I said, I'll tell you what I'll do is I'll swing by with a pickup truck. I'll take a look at your situation. I can take two bikes away with me right then on the spot. Speed triple, a couple of Himalayas, whatever. The Dyna is going to have to probably go on its own. I'm not going to try to double up two Dynas in the back of my pickup truck. I can bring the little trailer out. We'll take up to four bikes at one time. But I'm going to tell you right now, my friend, I'm probably going to be riding the the Ural, the gear up. I'm probably going to be riding it from your house to my warehouse. Well, I could do that. I said, you sure could. Oh, yeah. You Yep. Well, my friend Chris does that. Absolutely. I love that. That's one of my favorite things in the world is the fact that I don't have to ride his bikes from my shop to my warehouse and deal with getting back in an Uber or whatever, because I've done that before, too. And the guy's like, well, I can ride the bike over there. I said, that's absolutely fantastic. That's great. Can I still come over and pick up a couple of bikes and take a look at your collection and see what I might offer you for your collection? He's like, yeah, of course. So we set up plans. We set up a play date. Uh And so Monday, I'm supposed to go over there and take a look at all of his shit. And I was pretty excited about it. I got to say, I had little visions of a weird scooter, a motorcycle collection dancing through my head, bought cheap. And uh, I didn't really want the Ural. And I really didn't want the Himalayas. Mm. And I really didn't want the Dyna. Mm. I don't need a Speed Triple. I've had them. They're really good bikes, but I don't need that. Is there anything that some bitch has that I really want to own? And I thought about it. I said, there isn't. There's not a single bike he owns that I actually want to own. Oh, okay. Is it a 675 or the 955? 955. Okay. No, nobody wants that. Everybody wants that. It's a great motorcycle. The 675 is the better one. They're wonderful bikes. There's nothing wrong with the Speed Triple 955. Magical bike. Absolutely magical bike. Punches well above its weight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One of the nicest bikes I've ever ridden in my life. 955 speed triples. A great machine. Now, I'm telling Merritt about this. You haven't met my, my wife, right? Very reasonable. Doctorate. Very fucking cool. And she kind of said something like, you don't need to buy any of those bikes. Right. And I said, but honey, I can sell them and make money. But honey. And she goes, but the market's shit right now, Phil. Yeah. And I went, eh. And I said, I'm curious to see what he wants for the gear up. And she goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? 
<laughs> I mentioned I love my wife, right? Mm-hmm. And then she reminded me that certain of those motorcycles didn't come with round wheels. Yeah. Certain of those motorcycles had a list of warranty claims that yep. could uh, that should have been the brochure. As as the um, as the official Ural repairman for the entire state of Louisiana. Did the clutch? Well, this work? has authority. Well, no. Uh, what I'm saying is he's talking say, about. He's talking about. I'm a, actually listed on the website as the official Ural repair station for I the know, northern right? state of Ohio. <laughs> so whether or not he likes so, it, he's here now. Right. Well, so right, the, so right, the reality yeah, is, the reality yeah. is he's going to want seven. The reality is that bike's worth about two and a half. <laughs> two thousand dollars for storage. Yep. I called the guy up. I said, hey, you ready for me to come out this afternoon? Here he is. I sold them all. Oh, shit. Yeah. Hmm. Hello. <laughs> wow. Uh, what happened? I didn't to see that coming. Out? That's exactly. No that shit. That's exactly what I said. So- well, he must have been giving it away for the 2000. <laughs> no. Not. No. See that coming. Uh, How? I said, to who? <laughs> he goes, well, a friend of mine owns a couple of warehouses. And I told him I needed some warehouse space to store the bikes and that you were going to offer me a $2,000 deal to store the bikes. He said, I'll, it'll be a cold day in hell before I let you spend $2,000 to store those bikes for four months. <laughs> and he said, fuck it, I'm buying them off you. And a friend of his that owns two or three warehouses just bought them all. Dave, and I said, Dave Nolan. <laughs> this is the point. We're going to know this guy. Like, they're... There, among the people sitting at this table, we have got to end up ultimately knowing who the fuck this is because he said all the shit. Skidmark Garage. He gave the full resume that there is no way in the world we cannot not know this guy. The other shoe's going to drop. It's not Nolan. No. I threw that out. First of all, I said, did the guy have two legs? Adam, Adam <laughs> sold his Triumph. Didn't Adam sell his Triumph? He did. Adam doesn't swing that kind of packet, I, package. Okay. Nah. Right. Adam doesn't bring that kind of a bag of money to the Nine table. 955, right. a Dyna, two Himalayas, and a gear. I think it's Tim Hemsling. I am <laughs> fucking, and this is a mystery that we're going to come back to at some point, because I tried to get the guy to give me the number. The dollar. Oh, yeah. I want to know That's the dollar That's what I was waiting for, yeah. changed hands. We don't know yet. But the worst thing is, though, we all know that the owner of the bike is going to show up at Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. The owner of five bikes is going to show up at DGR. Or he's going to show up at Skidmark. We are going to... We're going to solve this fucking if mystery, If you are boys. one of our podcast wow. listeners and you have purchased these bikes, we're very much I mean, because... And the this quote, definitely becomes a contest of what, what the final... This is like Price is Right. The what is the final that number? Pays is, you scooped Phil and we want to know the, all The quote about. that pays is, it'll be a cold day in hell before I let you spend $2,000 to store those motorcycles. I'm out of principle. I'm buying them in my in That's my a big dick move in my head. I'm seeing like big dick between 18 and twenty three thousand dollars. Whatever it is. I bet you it was a pretty sweet negotiation oh, to yeah. say, look, now you don't have to spend two grand to store them. I've apologized. to you. <laughs> That's the Chris Smith tactic. Yeah. I've I just apologized saved you two grand. Saved you two grand. <laughs> I, I, once again, I apologize to you for not being a for being a broke dick friend. <laughs> I ain't got that kind of dick. I mean, I mean, I'm swinging in the wind. I mean, what's what out outside of a meth head deal? What's a Dyna worth? 
the, the problem is, you know, I, I have... nine five five ain't worth shit. I played the game when the gentleman was on the phone, and uh, I, I and asked him, I asked him, I said, give me, give me prices. <laughs> I can't wait to be like... He no. had the Gen 1 Himalaya, and he had the brand new Gen 2 Himalaya. Right, so, so that's, that's like I couldn't possibly let you buy that of pack of chewing gum. Here, let me pay Here, for that. Let me, I can't let me wait. buy you twenty dollars worth of groceries versus a thirty-five if cent. This is pack gonna. Of we're gonna figure this out. This is gonna. This I'm, is gonna I'm, come home to roost. My, my number's about eighteen grand for the whole bat. I, I, as Merritt said, <laughs> aren't you happy to not be riding Hell a fucking yeah. sidecar? You're all home. Let me put Every you on the spot here until Phil. the clutch locks up. <laughs> How many dollar bills would have flown out of your wallet? Yeah, to purchase that package. And you know sure what? A hell of a lot less, even yeah. than the bro deal. Because I'm thinking about how much I would spend on it. It's Phil, it's Phil's about the, Phil's at the 17 mark. Talking stick. 12. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. I was he's, lower, he's even lower than 12. I am. 12. 12. Yeah. Okay. 12 after take? I got the two grand for storm. Right. So I take the two grand for storm. So you're into it for 10. I take the two grand for storing him, yeah. and then I give him a bro deal in April when he's thinking about having to transport him all the way down to fucking Southern Texas. <laughs> and I'd be like, you know, I could ship him down there for you. You thought that two grand was hardy. Wait till you see what I could charge you to ship five bikes to Texas. Somebody, and then I offer him the ten. And honestly, it's easier to take an envelope with $10,000 than to think about shipping five motorcycles. And I know it's crazy, and I know that's lowballing like yeah, a son of a bitch. Yeah. You're all going to call me a fucking criminal. You're a fucking criminal. Now, this is this is legit money, because this is money in the, the hands. The Ural is worth negative dollars. Yeah. I mean... It's like Sleepy's truck. <laughs> it it the, really is. The Himalayans are, what, 5,000? Yeah, that's, no. that's, that's where your math gets a little fuzzy. <laughs> no, the, Himala- the Himalayans are worth about three-ish. <laughs> They're in the threes. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Hey, hey, you better five bikes you for ten thousand dollars is not correct. No, it's not, but it's funny because at least two of those bikes are worth ten thousand dollars. So I mean, what's yeah? It? I mean, like, I'm sure you would have offered that, but like I said, but you never know. You, like I said, outside of people a drug, just will give you bikes, deal. and so you know maybe this would just be that case where you would win. What's what's it? Because lots of times you would win. <laughs> What's a China worth outside of a drug deal? I mean, Steve McQueen's Triumph is worth sixteen thousand eight hundred dollars. I got it for six thousand dollars, yeah, with nine hundred miles on it and about eighteen hundred dollars worth of accessories. I don't make a deal unless I hit a home run. All you can do is say this is the deal I'm offering. Shut the fuck up, and if they take it, you're not an yeah. asshole. You got to hit a home run. It's fine. There's got to be a home run every once in a while because every once in a while you get something else that you totally fucking... I mean, in your world, you have to hit a home run every time. Oh, yeah. Uh, You got both The the real problem is from a dealer standpoint, you would be stuck with, what, seven bikes that you have to turn into money. If you could... Hey, if you could make... My rule on everything is if I can make it in the retail. In retail. I don't care whether it's a Honda PCX or... You know, whatever. Did you say a, a Yamaha PG1? <laughs> whatever it is, I got to make a grand. So by the time everything's said and done, if you're giving me a $600 or $700 con- you know, margin on a bike, that's actually not enough. 
by the time I do titles and by the time I do everything else, I'm not really doing that well making six or $700 on a bike. And that's retail because getting that six or $700 is really expensive. Really expensive to get to that six or $700. And when we look at that stack of bikes, Tom's saying 18, 17, 18. I'm saying I need to retail those out. I need to be 17 or 18. Well, the triple is, how old is that? It's old. Yeah, that's old. That might be a $2,000. That's what I was kind of going. I, I, I the think, Dyna is yeah. never, I mean, 2000 for the Dyna. Do you know the, you know the problem Even a 2013 Dyna is probably worth the guy hates four the, grand. The guy hates the Dyna? Yeah. He hates the Dyna, and it's a twin cam 88, so, you know, yeah. it's got its problems. He hates the Dyna. He wishes he wishes he never would have brought the bought the Dyna, but in his brain he still thought it was worth ten grand. I know to you and I, the Ural, Ural is worthless. The urinal. But yeah. there are people who would give decent there money. There are people for that. that do. And I mean those sell brand new for like sixteen grand. Yeah, I was gonna say Oh, that's so disgusting. I mean, because we're looking at getting rid of Steve's and Yeah. And it's it's like, well, probably thirty five hundred bucks. I know. Yeah. Should be able to do that. I spent I spent about two grand. To buy that Art Deco. When you talk about fools and their money, yeah. well, there's lots of fools yeah. who look at a sidecar and be like, oh, that oh, would be yeah. so cool. No shit. They picture, they, like, they picture a dog in the sidecar that they don't even own yet. Yeah. They're like, what kind of a dog can I put in the oh, sidecar? I got gonna, a dog. I'm waiting for <laughs> the sidecar for my I can dog. see and me and my dog <laughs> well, you, you from can, here to California. Steve, yeah, you got a truck car. for your dog. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your dog's pretty fucking big. That's a great Dane. <laughs> I know. I don't think your dog would fit in Sleepy's or in GSG's Sidecar rig. Really? Damn. All right. Because I was like, three grand, man. Me and my dog. Because this is what you said. Yeah. I'm just imagining her with goggles and her ears fucking flying. See? That's what happens. That's why people buy sidecar rigs. Yeah. He's got by. the keys. I've got the keys. He's got the keys. You take it for a test ride. It's a 600cc. You're all. Pick up Kaya. It does drive really nice. Go for a fucking I mean, ride. I'll say that. It's, it's unencumbered by a driven third wheel. I mean, you could ah, take your yeah. whole family to church yeah. in that thing. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. I see. <laughs> Including the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. The, uh, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. Like, that moment, we talk about the one that got away. Well, this is five. This is five that got away. And I was grousing. I was grousing. I was straight up like, I'd have made $2,000 on storage, blah, 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 the whole deal. And my wife was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's the best thing that ever happened to you, is not getting involved with that shit show. Oh. And I'm sure they were all nice and beautiful. It would have sucked. Every one of those bikes has some fucking stupid fucking thing wrong with it. And By the time just they dealing sell- with all the people who are going to answer the yeah, ads. Yeah, when was the, the last time this dude rode most of those bikes? I, you know what? Again. You could have been walking into carbs just fucking clogged oh, yeah. and who knows what, man. Hey, hey. Every, everything. I was so crabby. I was so I was like I was like oh man I could have done a great deal that would have been great the whole deal and she was just like you're so fucking stupid you don't even know when a good thing's happened to you she goes really how much do you like selling how much do you like selling soft tails I was like I I don't like selling soft tails well what about Dinas my wife. My wife hating on Dinas from a distance. You literally, you literally trained walked, her too well. You literally washed back the window. 
Walked, walked past a window and a piano smashed yeah, into the ground. right after it. And you're like telling your wife, you're like, I could have caught it. I, I would have had a free piano. <laughs> I'd have been in the hospital for a while, but I could have yeah. had a free piano. I would have got it. It's oh, man. Dude, it was a Steinway. <laughs> I, when the guy was talking to me about the collection, you know what I'm doing. I'm sitting at my computer and I'm just, oh, yeah. and I'm just drilling down. JD JD Power. I'm looking up Kelly Blue Book, and I'm looking at that, and I saw that, that dino, and I, that dino, and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And you know, Harley Davidson does that shit where they lie to you uh, about what it's called, and they don't want to say the word, uh, they don't want to say the word dino anymore because it invokes images of your brother-in-law going to jail. Won't you blow? <laughs> right. You know? And uh, <laughs> so, but, but they did. They said, he said, he goes, he goes. It's a Harley Davidson. I said, "Well, which which one?" He goes, "It's a street street Bob," and I went, "Street Bob," and I was like, "Street Bob." Hold on a second, street Bob. What the fuck is a street Bob? A street Bob. And I looked it up and I went, "Oh, it's a fucking Dyna." And he goes, "It's a street Bob," and I went, "No, that's a fucking Dyna." And he goes, "It's a street Bob," and I said, "Have you seen the movie Pulp Fiction?" And he goes, "Yeah," and I said. Grace on the side. It's not a motorcycle. It's a chopper. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, it's that same bike. And I said, it's a fucking Dyna. <laughs> right? And he goes, oh, I said, it's got two shock absorbers in the back. And he goes, yeah. And I said, it's a Dyna. And he was like, he only knew that it was called a street pop. And I was like, God damn it. You fucking, you fucking, just, and not even a good one. It's a twin, chop- twin cam 88. It's a chopper, baby. Twin cam 88. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Street Bob sounds like a derogatory term for a male prostitute. Like it's <laughs> Street Bob sounds like... Street Bob sounds like a Dirty Sanchez. Yeah. You could get the rusty trombone and you could have a Street Bob yeah. later on. A Street What's, Bob happens in some darkly lit alley. Yes, it does. <laughs> you know, street you know, for decades I've heard of this this phrase called a Cleveland steamer. It's a it, it, well, that's, that's exists. That's a that's thing. A thing. Yeah, that's yeah. A, whoops. Uh, some of us here might have paid for that. It was it's hey. fine. Don't don't king shame. Twenty right. bucks. So I, I, I threw I said Yamaha PG one and you didn't Well. Do you know what a Yamaha PG1 is? I do know what a Yamaha PG1 is. I bet you do. Yeah. Uh, Oh. I do want to... Wait, we got to... I baited you. I know you baited me. I wanted to see what they're worth. You are the master. (laughs) I wanted to see what they're worth. Yep. What's that going to set you back? Bader. Oh, God damn it. Is it a K-Speed? No, well, so Yamaha's coming out with the PG one. Yeah, it's a, it's a Hunter have, Cub. It's a Hunter Cub. Yeah. It's the Yamaha version of the right. Hunter Cub. Yeah, it's this. A new? Yeah. Oh, Daddy Life. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right. <laughs> Fucking sleepy. Sleepy just he's craning his neck here to see it again. <laughs> Wait a minute. He's put another quarter in the door. Oh, I like me Yamahas. Yamaha makes a good fucking motorcycle. We all like Yamahas. Yeah. I don't think anybody here hates Yamaha. Uh, how many cubies? How many cubies? Job than Honda. Look at that thing. And Only because it's yellow. And if you'll remember, Yamaha um, competed with Honda the Trail 90 so, back in the day with the Trailmaster, Trailmaster 80 100 it it those uh, are actually fun little two stroke two dual range bikes but you know what's I, fucked I up though this looks more like the Suzuki Van Van than the new Suzuki Van Van does <laughs> <laughs> they accidentally overshot Van Van <laughs> yeah so, look at so, it cuz like you know how the Van yeah. Van like mine has the seat that goes like that with the tank that comes down mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's this, a great little so fucking what you're van lo- van. the word you're looking for is the Yamaha U5e 
And that was their yeah. competitor for the the passport. Yeah. Right. Yep. Which is what this is. Yes. And my big question is, are they gonna offer the the pink lady? Well, here's the pink lady. So you guys can see the pink lady. Nineteen sixty nine only. Yep. Sixty nine pink lady. Uh, yeah, yeah. Got oh, the fringe yeah. around the seat and everything came stock with fringe around the seat. Yep. Uh, you see, you'll, you'll know one of those if you go to Barber. You'll see one of those. Oh, there. absolutely. The uh, the pink lady again. Marketing bit of a fucking that, problem. Did they, that, they use that in the Elvis movie, maybe the E five E or E five E. The pink lady, Batgirl should be riding a purple one of those. <laughs> Because yeah. that's that's the big question is if they offer the new Yamaha whatever the hell they're going to call it in the Pink Lady PG version one. PG one PG in one the, in the in uh, the Pink Lady version that's the way to yeah. go yeah um, I feel like Yamaha did the exact same thing with the Pink Lady that Vespa did in 2010 when they released one year and one year only of Vespa LX 150 in pink yep uh, that Stella did when they released a pink Stella. And then I could buy them six at a time <laughs> because that was the only way they could sell them. Pink in the middle. Pink in the middle. And we took black ones. We ordered black ones and we ordered, we took six black ones and we took six pink ones and we smooshed them together and made 55 crown Vicks out of them. <laughs> uh, they were all black and pink or pink and black. And so we had six that were pink and black and we had six that were black and pink. And that still took forever to fucking sell. The genuine not good black cat. How did you get to that? Because you're talking about one-off freaking Just said that we're genuine things black. that didn't sell. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Black Cat did great. Oh, yeah. I sold the shit out of Black Cats. Oh, yeah. Bill Marar bought a dozen Black Cats. Yeah, we bought of 20 of them in New Orleans yeah. because they were for like 600 bucks. All right. Space. Our motorcycle training program bought them. Can we talk about something very important? Okay. And this, oh, your this, Dodge this, again? This caught, no, no, no. This... This is motorcycle related. Oh, yeah, it yeah, also yeah, 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 yeah. is so boner inducing that it's caused me so many problems. Oh, here we go. Can we talk All about right. the CF Moto Papio SS? Oh, what? The CF Moto. That was Papio the one. He's SS. been posting it's, this it's thing. A, it's a cute it's little a, dual headlight a, front. Oh, oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a 125 Moto. This is an important. This is an important announcement. It's a milestone. All right, wait a minute. In CF Motos, he is bringing up important motorcycle processing. content, and we are technically a motorcycle podcast. Therefore, podcast. This is n- hey, but you Tom, asked- Tom, calm down. Just a little. Just. <sighs> Just a I little think, bit between I think the breath. Cinch, I think Cinch might have a boner for anything with two round headlights. Oh, I do. So. 100%. I think I've, you might just oh, straight up that, be addicted. Look at that thing. Yes, and one of them has black electrical tape across the... No, it's not. Oh, it's that, not? It's, it's the LED like that. It's like, oh. a, BM, it's it's like, like a, BMW. a BMW. Oh, the chocolate starfish. Yeah. <laughs> but... but only one of them, yeah, so it's so asymmetrical, which it's is got, sexy. That's right. It's I got like a girl with one the, bigger boob. It's got all the things, man. It's got two boobs up front. It's got the retro look. It's got a good color scheme. Look at that. Oh. $32.99. Yeah, look at that thing, though. Oh. $32.99. Aren't you carrying CF Moto? No. <laughs> no. I'm not carrying CF Moto, because like KTM, they want me to carry... All of them. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. The only, buddy, the only people that have more bikes than KTM is CF Moto. Uh, Would you yeah. trade your Bandero for, what is it, the Bandero? Bandero? <laughs> <Bandale? laughs> your Pandejo? Your Pandejo for Pandale. that one? <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole new thing. I'm going to be a Pandejo. 
What are we trading? I'll trade something for that. You want to trade? What do you want? What's your other pit bike besides the SSR? That's oh, the Buscadero? The, the Buscadero. The, the, the pinky Buscadero. Oh, oh man. Oh, because that's a good bike, man. You got to give up the Buscadero and a thousand bucks, probably. Sleepy. Yeah, that's a lot of bucks. This is a 6B tranny. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a. It looks like an overhead cam. That's a. It beaut- looks like it might have four valves. And the tailpipe comes out of the middle and the back. <laughs> It's got a oh, sexy no. little. But how many tailpipes does it have? Oh, just one. Just okay. one, yeah. It kind of loses something from the side, though. It starts okay, so to look you... a little bit like that. Uh, it starts to look a little bit like that Husqvarna uh, a 401. Bit. I a little said, said pillin, yeah. it, it looks bit like a Zvark Pylon. Yeah, you got to give up your TNT for that. Like, like the yeah. front of it is so sexy. It's, I know. Eighty early eighties sport bike, but the side of it. Is you, a little, well, let's talk about the important Yamaha thing Seika. for your future and my future. Yeah. Your sales future, my happiness future. Yeah. How long before somebody bootlegs that fucking schnozzle? Oh, like, yeah. If yeah, I could right, put right. that on my green bike, I would yeah. do that all day long. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it's basically an LED ruckus headlight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's got a fairing around it, which makes it cool. Oh, what was man. the Honda that was a precursor to the Grom that was what? not an MB? Oh. It was the MX or MX? No, I think you were right. MB. The little it had. It looked like MB eighty. N- yeah, but not the two stroker. I'm talking about like no. there was the one that was. It looked like a GS. It was kind of like a YSR, but well, they yeah, had it. No, they had a full fairing, right? No, Honda, about the Honda black had, and red one. Honda had the NSR fifty, but you're actually talking about the. I think it is the MB. MB fifty or it was an MB. Okay, or the, there was a there was a Z one too. A Z Z fifty was not XB or, or X- ZB yeah. ZB or something. There was that oh, weird oh, little shit. one there. You might be right. Z Z ZB. Maybe that was it. Uh, uh, there was a little well, adorable M- little uh, Honda. Well, then it had fifty like, or eighty cc. Yeah, and it had like a wonderful little aluminum frame and I everything. It had a Z in it. Right? I thought yeah, it had a Z well, the, in it. Honda was the NSR, but you also had the MB fifty, which was the one with the weird trellis frame. Yeah, that's the fucker right there. Yeah, ZB fifty. Yep. Your choice of black and red or red and black. Correct. Look yeah. at the frame, though. The frame was so cool for Yeah, it had that perimeter frame. Yeah. Yeah, perimeter yeah. frame's pretty badass. Well, that's the what ZB. that bike, that, that kind of harkens, like, you know, that ZB50. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It I, does. I just, yeah. I get such a boner for dual headlights, man. That's what I, yeah, you, I've noticed yeah, that were, for you. You were yeah. like in the 1987 to 1996 they era say, of, of sport, like, bikes. sport bikes. Yeah, dude, that's where I that's came your, from. That's your thing. That's your heart on. I know. That's what you show me an '87 fucking GSXR 1100 right. in the light, like what is white, the Honda, light blue. The uh, oh, CBR yeah. 600 F4i, no, the GSXR not. 600, 900 R's, dude. That is no way to six Okay, so you know this is only a matter of time. Papio SS 9.4 Herspers. Herspers. Benelli TNT 135. 11.3 herspers. Oh. Two herspers is a lot of herspers when you're talking about 20% of all the herspers. That's a little disappointing. You can't put that sexy of a snout on it and not give it a little rump. Well, that's a that's a thing though, is, is can it's we It's probably faster because it's more aerodynamic. Can we um, can we find you a little of fairing to put on the TNT 135 that looks I like think that? that the that might test, have to happen. See? I think the test might be Okay, 7.4 torques versus 6.8 torques. Yeah, that's I, the, the, the TNT-135 is still punching a little harder. Yeah. A little harder with its 
nine more cc's right nine not 90 no just nine nine right. nine more cc's as far no. as i can tell that's immeasurable right I right. still have no complaints about the TNT. No, like, and, and like not at all. And yeah. I have no complaints about the way this Papio looks. I no. kind of like it. Yeah, me too. But yeah, in the world of... And speaking uh, of TNT 135, yeah. it was two years ago at yeah. the Christmas party mm-hmm. that Mrs. Smith... Oh, that's right. That's right. I asked her, what the fuck are you doing this year? <laughs> two years ago, you got a motorcycle yeah. for Christmas. Oh, what do you think of that? Oh, and what'd you get this year? Squatoosh. Squatoosh. Huh? You must be up in that shit. Um, I never got a free bike. As much as as much as these are these uh, these (laughs) papios are are thirty two ninety nine plus 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 plus. Yeah, that's gonna be a thirty eight hundred dollar take home. That's that's a. I do want to announce to our podcast listeners that for twenty nine ninety nine cash money. I will sell you a Benelli TNT 135. Still a great bike. Absolutely. For, great bike. For, and that's cash money, and that's not plus freight. That's not plus prep. Mm-hmm. That's twenty nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So you OTD. know OTD. OTD. Uh, yeah. I have a. You'll have to pay tax. I, I can't pay your taxes for you. I have a question yeah. for you. Yeah. And if the listeners want to respond too. Yep. So I was working with my coworker today, and he was talking about having to get new tires. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, yeah. didn't you just buy this car last year? And he was like, yeah, brand new off the lot, and uh, the tires all wore out on the inside. So I took it to an alignment shop, and they said, oh, yeah, your alignment was completely off. From the factory? Yeah. And I said, well, that sounds like you paid for prep and setup, and it sounds like they didn't do a good job. They don't do... Look, you don't adjust alignment and prep and setup. No. So what car dealership... Fuck? Car dealership prep and setup. I got bad news for you. I hate to do this. I, I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna pull the fucking curtain back. Okay. Prep at a car dealership means you take the wrappers off the floor mats. You take the plastic off the seats. Right. They don't even test drive it. You can test drive it if you want. The guy took I it off the truck. Had zero miles. Yeah. Mile. Exactly. Yeah. The guy took it off the truck. Yeah. Right. Prep at a car dealership is literally putting the the temp tag on the back. They probably have the battery. No, the batteries are already in them. Yeah, but they probably have the terminal. You probably, you know, I mean, they go. They probably ship dead. No, No, they drove. How do you think they got off the truck? Okay, but do you think the the dealer would have worked there? So I worked there for years, guys. But do you think the dealer should have some responsibility? A lot of fucking Fords. Let me tell you. Well, if the car was literally out of spec like that, and yeah, you better the tires. Yeah, if you burn through a set of tires. And you take it in for an alignment shop, and that alignment shop was willing to print out your oh, sheet. Yeah. Oh yeah, they showed it. You go back to your dealership, and they buy you a set of tires. My brother-in-law got said, a new dude. set of brakes on his uh, Chevy pickup truck. Yeah, uh, like is he at the brake? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, this thing's got brake pulses. He's like, oh, the rotors were. I'm like, hit the brakes really good. And I was like, good, 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 good. I'm like, dude, your brakes are fucked. Yeah. He took it in, or like, yeah, they, you know, must have been one of those ones that sat around for a while or something, and it's got. Uh, insider tip if you're buying a brand new car from a dealership and there are there are problems oh yeah QC does not catch everything there are problems take it back in take it back in Uh, for most big dealerships for most mom and pop dealerships they don't want you being as vocal as you can be over a set of fucking tires Mm. Let them put it up on the rack. Let them put four new tires on it. Let them put a fucking laser alignment on it. 
Let them do what they're going to do to keep you happy because you did spend a lot of money with them. Uh, they'll do. They'll work with you quite a bit. Uh, quite a bit. When they stop working with you, that's when you got to judge. Judy, I mean, quite attention. frankly, if I bought a new car and a year later the fucking tires were wearing on the inside, I'm going straight back to the dealer. If I Absolutely. if I hadn't put sixty thousand miles on a car, and my tires were out. I would make somebody know that was a bad idea. It's uh, keep in mind. I want you to be careful. I, I unless it was a Dodge Challenger brings up an interesting point though. That there is a difference. I know nobody wants to admit it. If you buy a brand new motorcycle and you're like, oh, look at this. I got, I got two brand new Kenda tires on my brand new Honda. The model number on the Kenda tires, you may not be able to find that model number so easy. Manufacturers make deals with distributors. And there are tires that you may not get 7,000 miles out of. Because those are the tires you rolled out of the dealership on. Mm. And I, I, I don't even like to even say that this is a thing, but I have taken off brand, well, 5,000 mile old tires off of brand new motorcycles and the amount of wear they experienced was insane. And then you realize that you replace it with the exact same brand, the exact model, and you're like, wait a second, there's a difference here. There is a difference. Sometimes motorcycles leave the dealership on tires that are not quite the same as the same exact model that you'll buy if you buy it. And that's because when you're putting 40,000 motorcycle tires on and you can save 10 bucks per tire, maybe they don't have quite as much rubber on them. And there's, there's videos you can watch where guys have weighed the tires off of the bike and then the exact replacement tire ordered from parts unlimited or wherever. Yeah. And they weigh both tires and they're like, Whoa, there is a substantial, substantial lack of rubber in the tire that came on the bike from the factory. Hmm. And that's fucked up. I mean, I think that's incredibly unfair to set you up to the, your first set of tires is not going to last you as long as it should. Uh, just to save what 10 bucks, you know, 15 bucks per bike. But if you save 15 bucks per bike over 40,000 bikes, yeah, that's a lot of money. So it does. And I I really feel bad about that, but it's a thing and it happens. So, and that's why a lot of people will come in and be like, look, man, you sell me whatever tire you want to sell me, but not those fucking ones that were on the bike when I bought it. What, what tire do you want? Anything except the ones that were on it. Why? Well, because that back tire only lasts me 5,200 miles. Yeah, that's bullshit. That fire, that tire should have lasted you longer than that. That's an opportunity that somebody stepped on a dollar to pick up a dime. You know, they they got a little bit of a savings there in the overall manufacturing and distribution of that. But the consumer is saying like, okay, I'm never buying another Avon. I'm never buying those, another Kenda. Do you have any of those walnut tires that are made out of wood? Yeah, that's we what sh- I'd like. We I'd, sure do. <laughs> I'd, like a, I'd like a hundred thousand mile. Tire. Or you could just. Or you could just have a tire that's already 10 years old, but still brand new. Uh, Do you have any tires that were up in the attic and got yeah, hot yeah. And, and, for, and vulcanized? Roof-aged? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Roof you know aged. what was interesting? Yeah. When, I was, when I was sitting there waiting for my truck tires to get done, um, they had this chart on the wall, and it said, like, you know, your tires, and it said, like, one year. Yeah. And it said stop and wet. It was, like, 140 feet. That's right. And then it said a tire that was, like, five years old, and then it went to, 240 like, 100- feet. Yeah, and then, like, yeah. it kept going up yeah. to 10 years old, and then it was, like, 300. Basically doesn't stop. Yeah, yeah. man. It yeah. was, like, kind of hit you, like, and that they and they said, but 
the difference was it wasn't like the wear was like 10 years worth of wear. No. It was like the tread no, no, no. depth was the same. It's on exactly all, the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, my smart ass, hmm. one of my interceptors I had years ago, I was like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I love this bike. It handles really nice. I'm going to put some really good rubber on it. I put some really good rubber on it, but I at the time I owned like seven or eight motorcycles. So I put like 800 miles on that bike that year. And then the next year I put like 1,200 miles on that bike. And then the third or the fourth year, I took it to a track day. And uh, hmm. uh, my dumb ass fell down hmm. because my tires were made of mahogany. They were three years old when I bought them. Mm-hmm. They were three years old being garage seasoned. Yeah, build on date, yeah. Yeah, build on date was three years before I bought them. And uh, when I tasted the kitty litter and I was like, what the fuck was that all about? That escalated suddenly. And my buddy's like, yeah, well, your, your tires. And he, he scratched his finger on the side of my tires. And he's like, that's plastic. Dude, that's what, when we went, when <laughs> we like, went, when we took inappropriate brakes to the Blue Ridge Mountains a couple of years ago, I took the SP250. Yeah. With, I think the tires with were. With the factory original with, tires? Yeah, they're like 37 yeah, years old. Yeah, those are your factory original <laughs> tires. It took me a day and a half to burn into rubber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Grinding it's, through the wood. It's that tread. Pa- it's that waffle tread pad, and you're like, I'm not sure if that trail tread or trials tread. Yeah. <laughs> like, like what it is? It's hard. Yeah, it is terrible. And I was like, I really made a bad decision. And then finally, like on like the, the one and a half days in, I had burned through enough of the bad to hit some actual rubber, and then it became a fun. Yeah, but again. that when you do break through <laughs> that crust, that crusty layer and you get into the rubber, yeah. then that rubber is foam. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not, gone oh, instantly. No. Yeah, I went from having like a good solid inch lugs on that bike <laughs> to like it's like a quarter inch. It's spinning yeah, off. Just, yeah. It's just spinning <laughs> off. You're like, I'm just going to burn it in because I've and, done that. And it cracked my license plate from the vibrations of the bad tires. Oh, from just the- like vibrating down the road <laughs> at 74 miles an hour. I think we were at wide open throttle for I don't even know how long, man. The whole time. <laughs> the whole time. I'm 40 year old back tire. Yeah. Well, okay. none of us, okay. Nick was okay. on a bike that was running out of half a cylinder or something, you know. Like, <laughs> 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 Poor Nick. <laughs> I seem to recall Dan and I were on perfectly serviceable bikes. Totally serviceable. <laughs> and that was the only time that Johnny Mac has ever passed me was on that trip, ever. I, I, I still remember it to this day. <laughs> I live in that glory for a Cher- long, long cherishes time. Cherishes that one in his heart. All right, got a toy for you guys. Um, the other day, these things went on sale. And uh, this is a little this little device right here. And uh, this is a forward-looking infrared made by the actual FLIR company. Ah. Uh, not a fake Chineseium. They sell these things. So they sell these ones on, on Amazon that like look like they have a little quarter, like black plastic or a little black plastic quarter on them. They don't work. Um, I, I tried one. Useless. This one is an actual unit. Uh, you just put the app in your phone. And this plugs in to your Android-y or your iOS device. And... It you do have to charge it. Is so, there a separate one for each? Like, do you have to buy an Apple one or an Android yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, they don't go both ways. So uh, the operating system is, yeah, that's a good question. Particular. Yeah, you do have to charge this. This doesn't just run on the power supply of the tablet or the. You can put it on your phone. I've got it on a tablet because it's bigger and easier to see. I just thought that would be interesting. I I tested it with my phone, but then I was like, what? The tablet would make it a lot better. And uh, I'm not bragging. 
But this is a Samsung tablet I may have spent 50 bucks on. <laughs> um, yeah, right? The FLIR unit is about 200 bucks for the actual device. I just thought you were more frugal out there spending Spending big money. Spending big money on a tablet. But what does what this gets me what about this, Patreon I'm going to pass this around five. so everybody can play with it. But um, it's crazy how fucking accurate it is and how it can pick up the difference between like a tenth of a degree. And uh, you can set its sensitivity. Why is this important? Well, you work on motorcycles. And very frequently with motorcycles, the source of the heat is also the failure point. Not only are we talking about electronics, where that's where the magic smoke came out, uh, you might save yourself a hell of a lot of electronical diagnosis if you can just aim this at your wiring harness and be able to see the hot spot. Uh, yeah, you can exactly <laughs> right. Um, we've tried it. Yeah, it it, nice. it can tell that. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's a little, yeah, it's a little mushroom cap. The uh, so where is it using the? It's, it's not using. It's, it's using thank you. It's using its own, its its own, lens. own lenses. Yeah, so, so you can't block it with your hand. Like, right. That's yeah. the that's your yeah. first clue. You got scammed. Is if it tries to fucking connect to your camera. Right. Don't let it. Lens. No, yeah. Don't let it connect to your camera. Right. It is not going to work. If if it says it's a thermal, it is not working. Yeah. Your your phone can't do that. No. Uh, but what this does, and it there's Michael Fresh's face in full glory. Wow, that really does work too. <laughs> That is a little frightening. Look at that. Look how warm it look is. Look at that. There. And well, look at how, look at the difference between his beard. It's be- very warm his and beard, biting. His it, beard temperature is so much different than his face temperature. It, it looks like it's covered in salt. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I am, very rarely do I buy a product like and the like product delivers. And for we went around the shop and we found five or six massive cold air leaks in the shop that once we plugged them up and insulated those cold air leaks, Renee was like, yeah, it's much warmer in here. Like they're demonstrably. Well, the drafts and it was, we had draft, we had cold air shooting through the shop and this helped us figure out where it was coming from. Mm-hmm. But look at it. I also, nah, I played with it earlier. Yeah. When we went, Phil, That's Phil all you came. Have to say. Well, Phil came back into the uh, back in the service area and found all of the rags that were about to spontaneously combust. And Tom's not kidding. So I, I and I know that we like to dick around and have fun around here. But when I got this little beauty yesterday, and I was aiming it at things and kind of curious as to how hot they were. In our back of our shop, we have infrared heat, so we have big tubes, metal tubes of fire, and those metal tubes of fire. are Pretty fucking hot. And you can get a sunburn in our shop pretty easily. Uh, it's nice, though. Your tools are warm, and the workbenches are warm, and the bikes are warm. The bikes are a little warmer than we thought they would. Turns out the seats of certain motorcycles were well over 120 degrees. Oh. No shit. On the floor. Not bikes up on lifts. Bikes on the floor. The seats of the bikes were over 120 degrees Frankenstein. But what really got my attention was when I aimed it into one of our trash barrels. And we got, you know, bin liner, you know, plastic, you know, hefty steel sack or whatever in there. And I aimed it in there and I was like, whoa, there's something glowing inside of there. It was a regular kitchen issue paper towel, but it was soaked in oil. It was an oil soaked paper towel. That oil soaked, the trash was running at 70 degrees, 73 degrees. 
The oil-soaked towel was at 95 degrees. Hmm. There's a 25 fucking degree delta between the trash and one oil-soaked paper towel. I know if you guys watch AVE and some of the, the YouTuber guys, they've done that whole, like, how long does it really take um, a pile of oil-soaked rags to catch on fire? That's respiration. So it's slowly catalyzing the oil. Yeah. You have a highly volatile chemical. Yeah. And so it eventually is going to react with oxygen, and it raises the temperature. I've been playing around with... Gas-soaked rags, oil-soaked rags. John is not fucking he's, around. He's not wrong. It's, it was shocking to me. This wasn't at the bottom of a pile. Same thing happens inside your gas tank. That's why you get water in your tank if you let it sit there. The oh. hydrocarbons turn into hydrogen and oxygen. Really? Yeah, hydrocarbon. Okay. Yeah. So you get CO2, right. and hydrogen and oxygen it turns into water, Oh, just like the water that comes out your tailpipe. Right. And so fuel respires inside a gas tank. Check out the brain on John. Tell me more, Mr. Science. Yeah. Big brain So my tech tip was this. I thought the fireman at the end of the table was going to square us all away. Yeah, no kidding. I can put it out. I thought I heard this from you. (laughs) I was really impressed. You guys thought I was busting his balls. I was impressed. I was impressed. This is... It is suddenly. This is. But we are now on another it, level. It did. Respiration. It turned. It turned the thing that I've been hearing for my whole life about, like, don't leave the rags around, don't leave the oily rags around, don't stack them up. Um, we have an actual oh, fire. Yeah. We have a fire trash can. We oh have, yeah, no, I all my shit goes in a red can. It does. It does I, now. I oh, now, yeah. that, now that I saw what I saw yesterday. Keeping it in any kind of sealed vessel is going to help you because it's <laughs> going to yeah. keep the oxygen out of there. No, this, I is, was, this is like a f- 60s era trash they're can. They're all the same. With like a yeah. kick, fire cans are fire bottom. cans. Yeah, it's a fire can. A metal sealed can. Yeah. yeah a problem. And like all my regular tra- regular fabric. <laughs> I've, been in, I've been in business for 23 plus years. I have OSHA fire cabinets. I have OSHA. Oh, yeah. Rag uh, uh, safety fire cans. Whether or not we've been using them, whether or not I know where the fuck they are, that's another story. But please don't check my fire extinguishers. Uh, the my tech tip was a stupid one. What? So I was using some uh, penetrant spray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it lost all the air, but there was still lots in there, and I really needed it, and I didn't want to have to go to the store. Oh, you tried it. So I, I was like. Mm. So I held it, and I'm like, there's absolutely no air. There's no air in there. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm going to put air in there. So I put my lips on it, and I fucking just blew as no. hard as I could. No, 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 no. Guess what? Oh. Now there's air in there, and I fucking... I'm like, I re- it like well, came out really well. The no yeah. way guy, the no way guy, just did a video where he like when you're out of air like that, he took his yeah. compressor and squirted yeah. it in. That I, just I, it, I had the straw and I was just like, I cleaned it off. I a little have bit, done, held it down, made sure there's zero air pressure, as hard as I could, let off, then like, get the fuck out of here. I got new life right out of it just by blowing some air, putting a couple PSI. All that practice, dude. You have that special touch. No way. I almost blew the bottom out of the can. He's not wrong. For fuck's sake. No, Sleepy hit on it a minute ago. The no way guy. I mean, I've done that. Yeah. I've done that. Where you take the the air hose and go in into it. Done that. Fucking the interlow. I don't give a shit. Shocking. I'm stunned that you actually put enough pressure in that thing to make it. 
no, squirt I back mean, up. Like, and I used it. Like, yeah. it, it still has pressure in it. God dang. I uh, said so that's that's kind of fucking amazing. Really so half uh, the time, maybe clear the plug. You want me to blow something? I fucking blow <laughs> it, man. Really? I fucking, yeah. like, how you doing? Wow. You fucking, <laughs> I'll fucking pop your eyes out, bitch. <laughs> you have fucking eyeballs. We know he's out. a Gazada. Is he a Gazinda too? <laughs> Apparently. So. I don't know, man. You don't even want to get me started. I've done there. that. So I did the thing with the air compressor. Yeah. Because I'm like, uh, well, yeah. The air compressor runs at like a buck 20. Yeah. And so I grabbed the can of WD 40 that didn't have any chooch left in the chotch. And I put the nipple on and I just gave it. And I gave it. And it turns out 120 PSI at the WD-40 can. It's a bit too spicy. Yeah, you probably not want to go that hot. It, it, it all came out real quick. Yeah. So it turns out once I had that valve open and I injected that 120 PSI at that little one can, that can got empty fast. I just can imagine you flying down the driveway like... <laughs> no, no, no. It never made it that far. It was it was Gazinda and Gazout at the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was completely... That was one of those like... The other way to say that is, how would you like to empty a can of WD-40 as fast as possible? Right. It serves up better than a shotgun and a beer. I uh, just blew it, it really hard. I'm fucking... I'm impressed. So... I don't think I'd try that with carb cleaner. No. Brake parts cleaner? No. No. Dude. Nothing they won't sell you in California. Back when I had my company, my, my, uh, my video company, I used to do a lot of work with Blaster. Like, we did all yeah. these Blaster mm, production blaster, yeah. campaigns and stuff. I'd blow some PUB Blaster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But so we had to make we had to make a video where we were going to make SDS sheets interesting, okay. safety data right. sheets. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we came up with this idea of do like showing all the dumb shit that you could do to cause issues and make it look in realistic ways. Right. So since they could fill anything, we filled one of the cans with water. Yeah. And we had a guy like spray himself in the eye and stuff. Oh, really? The, the best one that we actually convinced them to let us yeah. do is we took the labeling of a blaster can and wrapped it around butane, and it was. <gasps> It was oh boy. the guy, well, this even gets better. So the guy at lunch is going to make burgers for everybody yeah. at the company picnic, and he's yeah. holding a can of Blaster, and when the guy talks to him, he puts it down on the grill. <gasps> but we didn't know if it was ever going to blow up, so we got a sharpshooter, Yeah, and we got the sharpshooter to shoot the can as the grill was going, and it actually literally blew up, and I got paid to do that. Really? Fucking awesome. That's pretty yeah. cool. I have it on video, so obviously somewhere. Uh, <laughs> do you know what will piss off 12 of your friends pretty quick around a bonfire blowing up a can of wd-40 10 cent can of fago (laughs) yeah we spent one night somebody was like look i did my part i got us 600 cans of fago or whatever 12 cent pop it was right and at three o'clock in the morning on saturday the only thing left at the entire campsite was a whole bunch of cans of this bullshit warm ass soda (laughs) and i don't know who had the bright idea of me like hey we're just chucking the fire it's more energetic than you think it would be. <laughs> that boiling liquid expase, expanding vapor explosion thing, Blevy, it's real. It's real. And it goes off. Have you been to an engine show? <laughs> when she goes off, it's not so much the boom. It's not so much the, the, the tenth of an ounce of aluminum shooting across the, the yard at somebody. It's the molten sugar mm. that really gets your friend's attention because <laughs> it's got a range on her. I mean, that molten sugar will go like 15, 25 feet. Hmm. Everybody around that bonfire thought I was a dick after that. They were like, no, you're not even allowed back to the fire again. <laughs> yeah. But I'd thrown like seven cans in. So, right. Phil killed three juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> they don't all go off at the same time. 
Yeah, turns no. out, turns out, you some gotta, of them take a while. You gotta, you gotta space your juggalos. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't throw, don't, don't throw seven or eight cans of Fago in the fire at the same time and walk away. Because that's that's just a dick walk move. Away, walk away, so walk Smith, away. You missed, like you missed a couple of weeks. You got a couple extra Smith jokes Ooh. to fill us no, in. No, Bonus Smith jokes? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. No Smith jokes. This, did anybody figure out what they want for Christmas? <sighs> did anybody yeah. think about what to ask Santa motorcycle Santa Claus for? Are we going to have to sit on your lap? Huh? I might need weird. a new set of gloves. I left my gloves in the top box of my bike, and somehow it got really wet. It must have got wet in there. And I open the top box of my bike, and I have green furry gloves. <laughs> you got Grinch gloves. Yeah. So oh, man. They're leather gloves, but yeah. they got green yeah, fur no, on them. That's, like, that's a little saddle show. I don't know what to do. come back to life. Yeah, I thought about like just yeah, washing the outside them outside of them, might. I would like, throw them in the dishwasher. Yeah, that's what I would. Yeah. Your dishwasher. No, my, I don't, my dishwasher is a bar. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, my dishwasher is full of liquor. Uh, I need an yeah. opinion. Go ahead. So for Christmas, I looked, and I mean, I don't really need anything for motorcycling, whatever. But then I thought about it, and like, and this last week, I, I took my bike for a ride, and my helmet—it's a great helmet. It's, yeah. a, it's a shoey. It's a really, it's a really nice helmet. Great helmet. Yeah. Had it for about four years. Yeah. It seems like it's loosened. Mm-hmm. So is it? It's time. Yeah, they, they probably loosen. fucking time. They right? loosen. Your, your head, your head, head, your head bigger. Your, your head is shrinking. Yeah, uh, right. Grow, that is grow a more hair. Yeah, <laughs> grow more hair. I'm working. They on do it. shrink up over time, though. It pisses me off. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that's like it's pretty much. Connected. Are you at the like five year point? I'm getting close getting to the close. five. It's yeah. right there. It's probably five years. Yeah. And do, like, you, do you have any head expanding products? No, but I was thinking like. A lot of that. Let me ask you this though: Do you think it could be the cheek pads? Because those, mm-hmm. absolutely, because those are replaceable. Absolutely. So I, I mean, if I have no crashes, I haven't dropped it. Yeah. It's not dead. It hasn't right. been left in the sun. I don't. Yeah. I'm not like a a guy that parks all day with his helmet outside. Well, it's just right. like the old tires we were talking about. <laughs> no, no, seriously, <laughs> right. they, no, the foam that's inside the helmet does lose. It just that's just material natural. properties yeah. over time. Even that's, if it's not baking in the sun. But here's the thing: I'm sure that accelerates it. I'm not a on behalf of. But as a fire dude, what yeah. is your thought on on the helmet? How often do you replace your helmet? He's a retired fire dude. He doesn't know shit. He forgot all that stuff the day he retired. No, but I he's can, also a fucking world-class BMW rider. In the so. fire service, our helmets were good for 10 years. Right. And after 10 years, you replace them, even if it's had on a shelf for nine years, mm-hmm. and then you wore it for a year. Um, How do you feel about motorcycle helmets, though? I mean, because the, the general practice, as people tell you, they won't let us on the racetrack if our helmet is uh, dated over five years. Right. Right. And I think some of that stuff is... Generated by people that sell helmets or I manufacture totally helmets. Ninety <laughs> yeah. percent of the time, your helmet's probably good five years in one day. Now, is it good ten years? Is it good twelve years? Yeah. I have helmets I love. Me too. That I hate to just replace or put them away or yeah. not use them anymore. But realistically, I think you should. I don't know when that. It's hard to set the date because if you take good care of your helmet, like you said, it's not sitting outside. It's yeah. not. Yeah. Big temperature swings. Um, it'll probably last longer than if it was baking in the sun. But you I'm know, not really qualified to weigh in on it. But no. the common sense tells me that. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. And it's funny because when we talked to the guys uh, from Suomi, we talked to the guys from Arai, mm. and they were all like, they they all apparently had attended a class at some point in their life that said, "Oh, it's it's is it five years old." Well, then you should buy a brand new helmet from us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, 
Really? So that's, that's just going to be the industry standard now. And I attended a class from the folks at Continental Tires. And they magically said that the tires were exactly five years as well. And there's this kind of industry mm. agreement that the motorcycle gears, five years. Now, I'm going to bet you that the EPS foam that's inside your motorcycle helmet, if you don't have like a MIPS system or something going on, if, if you've got... Uh, the MIPS system is basically a, a a bit of a harness or a bit of a an idea that it's going to have a certain amount of rotational motion inside your helmet, as opposed to just being your your head pressed straight up against the beer cooler material. Check this out. Yeah. When I was on that Jeep trip a couple of months ago, yeah, the guy that's the guy that was with us with the the Jeep guy that was mm-hmm. like the YouTuber, right? Yeah. His dad was a scientist. That was working and was originally helping develop the MIPS system mm-hmm. with these other guys, whatever. Yeah. He found out that it, he, in his data, shows that it actually made things worse. The MIPS system? Yeah. And so, yeah. like, to this day, he has lawsuits against these guys saying that their promotion stuff and all the stuff they're talking about. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's true or A not. A lot of people this, went to the hospital and can't talk or count to five right now because of Snell. Yeah. yeah Snell, the greatest thing to hit the market ever designed to save lives and make helmets safer. In retrospect, a lot of people determined that that test of multiple hits on the same quarter-inch spot made the helmet interiors too hard. Hmm. So you hitting concrete, the concrete, the fiberglass, the crusty EPS inside interior, it was all too hard. It didn't attenuate the impact Mm -hmm. enough. So it was just like your head hitting more concrete. Hmm. There's just a different kind of concrete. So to pass the Snell test, they had to be able to hit the helmet in the same exact spot multiple times, multiple impact. And it turns out, well, most of us who've crashed motorcycles know that when I looked at my helmet, there was fucking, it shit hammered all over it. Mm-hmm. I didn't just hit one quarter inch spot four times. Right. So that's not a very realistic testing condition. So they changed Snell. They changed the Snell testing system now. So maybe this is what MIPS is, but I remember like yeah. in high school, my you fo- did so my, my football yeah. helmet. It was just all cells of like they were. Pla- it was like lined with plastic, yeah. like a soft rubbery plastic. They looked like ice cubes, and each ice cube had foam in it. That's not MIPS. That's not no. no. What MIPS so is- MIPS is supposed to slide. So like the lower level is supposed to. The concept is is when it hits. This lets your head slide forward, so the, some of the motions take. Have you from seen your head. those? Uh, you seen the movies and stuff where they put a they put a cap on your head? It's got sensors in it. And they do an EEG, right? And they yeah. they measure your brain waves. That harness that's on your head, that spidery looking thing, yeah. that's made of plastic, and that is inside the shell of the helmet, okay. and that's between the liner that's up against your your head and the. Uh, Expanded polystyrene. Why don't foam? they use air because it would leak and it wouldn't? Just well, wouldn't they do make helmets that but, are like that. But like you know, like uh, like those mats. Yep. Like a camping mat where it's not really a pressurized air vessel, right. but a foam keeps it, it. You know, it has a small hole. It, it can it, it can lose air and everything, but under a hard impact, it wouldn't have a big enough hole that it would actually. Right. You know what I mean? It would protect you. The MIPS uh, helmets, they were in snowboarding, they were in bicycle helmets. MIPS has been available in sporting good helmets for a really, really long time. And that idea is they're trying to attenuate the rotational impact. The I think I'm going to wear an Arctic inflatable boot on my head. <laughs> That's probably the best idea. <laughs> uh, they, 
When the first time I tried on a, a MIPS helmet versus a non-MIPS helmet, a couple of the helmets I own now have that uh, multi that that multi-point system. Instead, I'm trying to pick, pull up a picture that kind of shows it to you better. the The system, the way it works, is it's not simply about just how hard can I smash a hammer into the styrofoam. Mm. It's more about can I smash the hammer into the styrofoam whilst at a strange angle. Mm-hmm. Right. And can that rotational force that happens, because very rarely do we just hit like a hammer straight on, like a ball peen hammer. We don't hit that well, way. That's why I guess one of the arguments I guess the guy had or something like that is like one of the concepts people thought it was more like when you hit to let the impact slide forward. Yeah. He was saying something about like a lot of times what people end up problems with is when it hits, the helmet still spins. Yeah. And since your head's in it, it spins with it. And like all the fluid and stuff in your head still spins and like mm-hmm. that causes issues. So they said that like the MIPS would turn or like allow the outside of the helmet to spin faster than the inside yeah. and in some ways keep that rotational force from hitting. But the dude said that that, the, uh, whatever, he was saying it didn't work or something. Well, <laughs> here you go. I'm gonna, I got a picture up so you guys can see what a MIPS liner looks like. Yeah. So this is not the only thing that's inside your helmet. You still have an EPS foam liner as well. The idea is. This is going to be a buffer between your head, the foam, and the shell. So that the idea would be that an impact doesn't just go straight from the foam or or from the concrete to the shell, to the foam, to your head. Now we've got this distribution of force out into a bigger area. Also, in a rotational force, this allows there to be some slip. So the idea behind this is that it is literally not just bonded anymore. Mm -hmm. If you've got a helmet and you've got this hard outer shell, whether it's polycarbonate or fiberglass or whatever it is, you get a liner in there that's made of foam and it's glued in, that bitch is not moving at all. It's not moving any. This allows there to be some play. Mm-hmm. So because you're allowing that to move a little bit, that's going to help minimize that rotational force because ain't I, I've crashed a few times. I don't think I've ever seen a mark on my helmet that was like driving a nail into fucking drywall. Mm-mm. No, they always are glancing blows there. It's always. And it's always amazing to see how like if, if like people that don't wear full face helmets, mm-hmm. what they're doing to their face. Because even on small dirt bike things, when yeah. you roll, mm-hmm. your pie hole would be destroyed without that fucking bar in front. My of it. statistics helmet, uh, my the helmet I you guys have seen at the shop, you paid around. I got a black icon helmet that they only sold for one year, and it's because it was unpopular uh, because it's just numbers. And all the numbers, if you add all the numbers up together, they they add up to hundred, and that's the percentage of impacts in that particular part of the helmet. And it looks like cuts on a pig. It, it's look the, the flanks, the shanks, the, the ham hocks, whatever. Uh, that helmet speaks volumes because the two largest numbers on that helmet are here and here. Yeah. Now, top of the helmet, only 4.1%, 3.9%, whatever. These sides, it's like 14.7 and 15.3. Yeah. The highest incidence of impact are the two parts of the helmet that aren't necessarily on every helmet. Right. Right. There's a whole lot of helmets people buy because they don't want to have so much helmet, but they have very high impact standards. Kind of, kind of scary, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, plus you ever get hit in the puss with a bee? I mean, like I want something in front of my mouth. When oh, I'm going down oh, the road, man. Right? Yeah, here's the here's the lid. I'm I'm just gonna pull it up because it's called a statistic graphic. If you're um, if you roll that way. 
I'm going to open this up in a new image so our people at home can see it because this is this is kind of a big deal. Uh, this thing, it's a little it's a little off putting to a lot of people. A lot of people think that it's you know a, a, maybe a little graphic, right? Uh, I don't know. I like it. That's the helmet, right? And that helmet's nothing but numbers. That's all it is. It's just numbers. Yeah. Okay. But the numbers that are on there. Yeah. The pie hole area is. Every number on fun. there is where the hits were, right? Yeah. And I love that helmet. When I saw that helmet at the motorcycle show, I straight up, I told the guy at the icon booth, I want that helmet. Yeah. And the guy's like, well, talk to me at the end of the show. I'll, I'll hook you up, right? And uh, yeah, I like that helmet. I really enjoy it. I enjoy it. And when people, yeah, it's got a sense of morbid. Is it over five years old? Oh, yeah. It's way over five years old, Chris. I, I'm a little nervous now, now that you say that, about what year that helmet actually came out. <laughs> you got to add 10% to all the percents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, because like Pete says, I get a helmet, I really like it. Yeah. I don't really want to give it up that quick. Um, yeah, I don't know what year they did that. I, I don't year, know what year that sumbitch came out. I really do, I really like it, though. I mean, I, I think it's a, a cool helmet, and I dig it. But uh, 2010? <laughs> I just looked at it. That, that helmet was launched in the year of our Lord 2010. Looks good on you, though. Yep. Still wearing it. I still think I still yeah. think if it lives in a place where it's occasionally 68 to 73 degrees yeah. 90% yeah. of the time, yeah. it's not in a garage and the top of a closet attic all summer long not getting used uh, I, you know what I, you guys, I was wrong fuels and chemicals and yeah, stuff yeah. Too. 2014 2014 so it's only nine years old it's nine years old but you know what don't care if it's gone down in safety if it's percentage of safety has dropped five percent i'm still gonna wear it yeah still gonna wear it because you know I what think, i'm still the guy who wears the david of pudding bowls too occasionally see, but you know what i just kind of answered yeah. my own question thinking about what i asked originally yeah and it's like I'm starting to think like if your helmet is no longer fitting the way it should, yeah, that has to be a breakdown of something somewhere. It does, right? It does. So I just answered my own question. On yeah, that. you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's the best example, right? Yeah, that's the best example of you know it's not right because it doesn't fit right anymore. Right. And unless your head got a lot fucking smaller. Oh, no, and, and the Shoei helmets are a tight fit. Like they are a good one. Yeah, it's a comfortable tight fit, but yeah. you know you know you're wearing a helmet. Yeah, toy like a toy. Toyga. The uh, Wait, yeah, like that's shooter. it, man. That's all I got. Nobody has anything they want from Santa Claus this year. Any items that you particularly want from the big man? Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm. I'm kind of happy with what I got. I'm pretty dialed in, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I got my eye on a new riding suit. I might I might switch over to climb. I've been wearing aero stitches. Yeah, you've for, had aero stitches for aero stitch for twenty yeah. years, but um, yeah, I want to get something maybe a little bit more fitted. <laughs> you're telling me you're telling me the arrow uh, stitch uh-oh. that the arrow stitch has a certain look to it it does the arrow stitch says it's functional man it keeps me dry it keeps and me you can warm. get in and out of them so easy well yeah. i don't have the i got, I got the full I, zip I, I got the separates i got the pants and jacket i don't have the one piece yeah a lot of times when you see the guys in the arrow stitch, you don't know if they're motorcyclists or the guys with the hot, like the hot sticks working on the fucking three hundred ninety thousand volt lines, <laughs> like they fucking full machine. immersion suits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I put on some weight, and when I put on the weight, I had an opportunity. A friend of mine had also put on some weight, 
and he out he outclassed his arrow stitch. <laughs> so I got a sweet arrow stitch for a song. Nice. And it was one of those red ones that had only turned mostly pink in two years. Yeah. Because they don't hold their color. Really no, well. their fluorescent yellow fades yellow pretty quick. Pretty interesting. It goes okay. away pretty fast. And so I got that as an it's extra kind of a large. badge of honor, though. If you if you show up in that suit, it's like this guy spent some time on his bike. This thing was this thing was yes. all the high parts of it were pink. Yeah, all the low parts of it were red. But you know, you know the guys that it just happened to fade from sun or something. But the guys that like the front of it, you're like. I didn't know they made that in a gray, and then they turn, and it's actually like reddish pink. Yeah. It's just bug, yeah. just slime oh, on the front all God. the way down. Those dudes are crusty. I put this. He was like, yeah, I grew out of it. I don't fit in it anymore. And I was like, good for me. Yeah. And I put the thing on. I was like, this is nice. This is perfect. And then I lost about 25, 30 pounds, right? So I lost all that weight. And, and you know, the whole thing is, well, you know, I'll just, I'll just wear a hoodie underneath it, mm. right? I'll just put more shit underneath it. But what they don't tell you is they're kind of warm to begin with. Mm. So you start throwing on the BTUs underneath it. It adds up real fast. I knew I was in trouble, though. I was riding the KLR from Chicago to Cleveland. And the flapping of the suit and the 21-inch front wheel had restricted my speed, my safe speed, Mm. to about 73 miles an hour. Anything over that, and the whole bike was dancing. And I was like, yeah, maybe this suit's a little too big for me. Maybe a little too heavy. And the speed alarm was going off. Well, ding, ding. No, the KLR speed alarm is the 21 inch front wheel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just the. So, yeah, that was pretty good. But, yeah, you're going to think you're going to go to a climb. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm Everyone likes the climbs, man. Yeah. Everyone likes the climbs. They just have, when I thought an arrow stitch wasn't spendy enough. They, well, I give them this. They do, <laughs> they do hold up with their warranties. I, I, there's, yeah. there's stories of them, like a guy on a road trip, and his, his crotch blows out and gets all wet, and he yeah. sends him a mail, and the, they overnight him a new pair of pants. The really? Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah, that's that. That's a good. Th- that's a very good thing. Well, especially, you know, you're on your long road trip. You got nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. You need some pants. Your trousers is a leaking. There ain't no, there's nothing worse than a fucking goddamn ice cold crotch. <laughs> goddamn, why they haven't figured out a good way to? Just, well, there's the warm crotch might be worse. I, I right moist. Yeah. You know, yeah. my crotch Jungle is wet. Rat. I can't tell if it came from with outside right. or from or from inside. <laughs> oh, I, I believe man. it's called crotch on a squatsy. <laughs> it's like it's like Koyana squatsy, but not. I think this year, this year I dove deep into like, I'm going to get the right pants. So this year I bought like seven <laughs> pairs. No, for motorcycle riding. Oh, yeah, I know. You gave me a pair. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I went through, I bought so many pairs of pants just trying to figure out the, like what's going to be the perfect pant for me. And like, where did you land? Uh, I actually landed in the, uh, um, the, oh, shit, sorry, John, snoring. The, uh, I, <laughs> I landed in the Duluth. So the okay. Duluth Firehose jeans, the ones that have the stretch, because they got the, the diamond gusset crotch. They're long enough, so the 36s are long enough that even when I'm sitting on the bike, they don't ride up on my ankles, right? And for and not for you know motocross off-roading. I'm just talking about like general riding pants. They're really good. Here's what I learned though. They're not one, they're not one percent waterproof. <laughs> You'd think something called fire hose would imply a certain degree of water repellency, zero. How, what is the shred? Like, how does it hold up compared to Kevlar? And stuff? Pretty good. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people have taken, taken a trip down the road on them. Mm-hmm. 
So, and I've got a few pair of Kevlar pants too, but the fit's all fucking wrong. Mm. Don't even walk up to me and tell me these are motorcycle riding pants if they don't have a diamond gusset. If you've got a traditional Levi's type crotch in the thing on a motorcycle, that does not fucking play. Mm-hmm. You are sitting in a sitting position on a motorcycle. They better have ballroom like an expensive hotel. Uh, <laughs> I need to see a lot of comfort there because that's something when you're riding a motorcycle for two hours. You can't be pinching in the fucking groin, man. You just can't have that. So the Duluth do really good, but I got caught in a rainstorm and they're useless for that. And so, you know what, you know, you're still going back to the fucking $10, you know, whatever, you know, bullshit rain gear that you've had for 20 years. It works so good. So fucking good. It's the best insulating thing ever in the planet is just keeping the wind off of you. And what's kind of nice is like you can actually wash your actual riding jacket because you're not too worried about like the water-ish. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. But yeah, the Duluth were very comfortable and the, the, the construction Duluths have pockets for armor in them. But they're, there's for guys that work like... (laughs) Installing carpet and shit. (laughs) Being able to blow into cans and recharging them. (laughs) So I bought those and I put the 3DO armor. I just dropped the armor in the knees and stuff. That's fine for commuting. But I tried all the, you know, I tried the icon, actual icon with the armor in them and they don't fit for shit. And I tried the cycle gear ones and, you know, they they don't fit right. Have you ever tried all these pants? You're like, who the fuck are they making these pants for? And then they can yeah. see the model, and it's probably some fucked up dude with like some weird hips and well, tiny so, little you know, legs. It's like I got a so I got a thirty six inch waist yeah. up to a thirty eight, depending on what time of the year it is. And if the legs aren't thirty four inches long, then I'm going to be showing socks, yeah. right? So they got to yeah. be at least thirty four inches long. Now, see, I have the opposite problem. I have a thirty six inch waist, yeah, but only like a thirty inch inseam. I mean, we're like the same height. I mean, oh I'm yeah, 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 foot, yeah. But, but I got I, all my heights in my legs and mine. Yeah. Mr. Cotton String I'm, He's Mr. Torso I'm, I'm short legged, right? He's got the elusive long torso. And Climb <laughs> offers short sizes. So you can get a 36 short. Really? Whereas yeah. Aerostitch used to, now they charge like an extra 50 bucks. If For custom? Order, yeah. Yeah. My problem has always been no matter what riding pants I bought, you, you jump on the bike and you got six inches of sock showing. And that's not cool. Pete's right? got a full size rift instead of a mid rift. <laughs> <laughs> a full on rift. The extra mid, extra rift. Yeah, he's, got, the, uh, he's got room for a twelve pack all the time. Yeah, he's got to work harder. So I got my jacket sorted out a couple of years ago. I worked on the pants this year. Like last year, I bought a whole bunch of boots. You guys have seen like I've, I've ripped through the entire Parts Unlimited catalog. Every time they put a boot on clothes out, I'm like, fuck it, I'm buying it. And if I buy it and it doesn't work, I throw it on eBay. It sells real fast. Um, not a big deal when you buy them at closeout prices. But damn, like as far as a waterproof pair of pants goes yet, not yet. Just still doing the whole, you know, just put the Tourmaster rain suit pants over whatever else I got. And I tried all the different Icon ones. I tried the Tourmaster ones. I, you know, I got a pair of bibs from Tourmaster I really like. And those are probably the best. Pete, have you tried on any of the, the the clients? Like, so I haven't yet. I've been looking at it, but I was I was like, okay, I'm gonna buy some Revit shit because everybody tells me how awesome Revit is, right? Yeah. You try that on. I'm like a 37x. 
<laughs> like, like you can't even find a jet. no because revit still has that european sizing yeah. yeah and we were a revit dealer for a long time yeah and revit was just that whole thing like somebody comes in the shop and they're like yeah i want to buy a revit jacket and i'm like they're like yeah so i'm gonna go look at the extra large i'm like they don't speak extra large well yeah and, well, and then, yeah and then <laughs> yeah. you find it so like I, I i forget where i was but it ended up being like a 4x that i could yeah. fit in which is i'm like an xl oh, on those things right yeah. But then I was like, oh, $298, that's not that bad of a price. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I looked again, and no, there was a one in front of that mm-hmm. two. Yeah. They're not yeah. cheap, man. And I was like, holy Our shit. Revit jackets, the, the I think the cheapest Revit jacket we had was over $400. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to find the buyer for that. Yeah. But it's real hard when a guy comes in convinced he's a large. Yeah. And then you're like, no, you got to try on the 2X, 3X. Yeah. And they're like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So, oh, so that has uh, to be, yeah. is it a French company? I imagine uh, just a small little guy. They're, they're, they're Swedish, Scandinavian, yeah. whatever the hell they are. Yeah. Some, the the gear's really good. I've got a couple of their jackets, and I really do like them. I bought a uh, pair of Revit pants, and I liked them a lot, but mm-hmm. the, they were like skinny jeans at the bottom. I could, they wouldn't go over my boots. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Same. Yes. So I, 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 I bought them like on, online. And I the, took, the kind it, of oh, I bought them from Revzilla, and then I took them back to Cycle Gear because they're in cahoots. So I just, Are they like, in cahoots? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. But the kind of dudes who wear Revit pants hold cigarettes like this. <laughs> <laughs> but he's right, though. I couldn't put them over the damn leg. Yeah. That was the reason I couldn't use them. When you sell dirt bike pants, you sell dirt bike pants in the boot or over the boot. Yeah. And it yeah, says yeah. it on the listing, in right. the boot or over the boot. It's, that's fine. Right. Right? Because then when it comes up to the mid-calf, you're like, if oh, If you're selling boot. touring pants, they should only ever be over the boot. Mm-hmm. In the boot is not an option. That's where the rain goes. You can have a gator. Yeah. You can have a gator absolutely. in there. That's yeah, fine. That's fine. But touring pants, they should always be over the goddamn boot. Yes. I mean, that's just, that's just fucking obvious. Mm-hmm. And... I can't believe it. I bought a couple of pairs of pants, and they were like, who in the hell is wearing these with their Chuck Taylors? Right. Right? Because I don't have, like, it's not like I got giant, beefy Popeye ankles or anything, but the point being, there was no way in the world I could have had yep. anything that wasn't just a tennis shoe on with these fucking pants. It's just a bad idea. Yeah, I I don't know. That's, that's the tough one. So mm-hmm. Santa... Santa, let's get your fucking so, motorcycle. Gear so we've today. just answered our question. That's yeah. what everyone wants from Santa is properly fitting gear. Fuck yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. You do yeah, have seriously. to shop the different brands, find what fits you the best, what serve your purpose. I don't like the carrying around an extra set of rain gear. I want to have either something with a liner built into it yeah. or a waterproof yeah. you know, yeah. contingent. I would like to achieve that level of greatness, but so far that extra rate, like having... And I roll that bullshit set of, you know, Tourmaster rain gear that I have. I roll it up so tight. There's nuclear reactions happening in the middle of it. But if I have it, it's probably not going to rain because that's the way science works. The other thing is every single time I've had something that I was like, yeah, this is the one. This is it. I... I bought an expensive jacket in California on one of my trips. And I was like, yeah, my, the jacket I rode didn't work going out. I was so unhappy. So I got a good jacket out there. And one, one fucking medium-sized rainstorm. And it goes, you know, like, oh, you're great. You're like, I'm in Los Angeles. It's 65. It's sunny. <laughs> it's cool. All of a sudden, I'm not in Los Angeles anymore. It's 48 and raining. And this jacket has just got water dumping through it. And I was just so pissed because I was like, that was not a cheap jacket. 
And it was supposed to make my trip a lot better. And I'd already aborted the jacket that was better than that, that I'd said, well, this is going to replace that one. Fuck, man. Yeah, so you got to test your gear out. Uh, I'm not saying go in the car wash with it or anything, because <laughs> I got a buddy that used to do that. He'd be like, yeah, hey, I'm going to test all my gear, and he'd go to the car wash, throw a couple of bucks in, and then just have at it with the car wash. <laughs> and then he would know instantly, before he went on the trip, if his gear was going to hold up. Wow. So he could return it right then and there and change gear and whatever. It's not a bad idea, you know, have your friend hit with the garden hose, but damn, that's that's commitment. I'm not doing I that. I mean, that you know what, though? Like, if you're on the highway and it's raining, it is like a garden hose. It's, it is. Right? There's no misery in the world. But you got to be on your bike because yeah. the way the water pulls on your dick... If those, I mean, like that. No matter what you do, it's always just a pool of water. And if your pants are good, you're cool. But if they're not, you'll know quick, man. It just soaks right in that area. If you have an adventure motorcycle and you have a schnabel, <laughs> and you do not have a fender almost touching your tire, and you're like, "Cool, it's an adventure bike. I can go off road. I got this big schnabel, so all the mud doesn't get stuck in under my fender." 27 gallons of water gets shot out of the top of your tire to exactly 15 feet in front of you so you can run into it at 70 miles an hour. <laughs> True story. It wasn't even raining anymore, but the road was wet. Yeah. And I'm fucking soaked. And I'm looking around and none of the cars have their wipers on. But I am battling what I thought was a fucking monsoon. And it's not. It's just all the fucking water that my tires are picking up off the road Chucking it out in front of me my so DR I can blast right into it. 250, somebody put a supermoto fender on the mm-hmm. front. Yeah. Looked cool and everything. Yeah. You ride it, it was a, it was a yeah. spot, water spot. That's straight, all it is. Straight in front of you, just straight back. <laughs> yeah. A brand new goddamn Triumph fucking scrambler, and they designed the fender so that you just get wet. <laughs> and I mean, I'm like looking at the rest of the motorcycle. The rest of the motorcycle's dry, uh-huh. except for a waterfall right in front of me, a vertical waterfall that you got to ride through every time you're fucking going. That's the Triumph GW. Yes, yes, yes. The giant waterfall. It's uh, also called the Niagara Special. Yeah, it's garbage. Uh, the gusher. The, gu- the gusher. Yeah. But so I did check, and I can move my fender down. They designed it smart enough that you can take the hardware out of the fender where it's mounted up high and looking all motocrossy and off-roady, mm-hmm. and you could actually use the same fender and the same hardware mm-hmm. and mount it down low so you don't have to taste everything. <laughs> it's much better that way, <laughs> as it turns out. Yeah, it's not nearly as sexy, though. I yeah. tried it. It doesn't look cool. Yeah. You need a fender that goes up. Five quarters of the way around. Oh, I made fun of the fucking Himalaya. The, the Himalaya shows up, and it's got two fenders. Yeah, it's got the big off-roady. Like, look at me, I'm going off-road fender. But then it's got the plastic down low fender yeah. that you're not supposed to be able to see because it's black. Only about sixty degrees of the tire touches the ground. The yeah, it could have fender. Could all be a fucking just more fender. Wrap around. I had thought about like I was like I'm just gonna cut apart like a a gallon jug of milk or something and you know just tape it onto the end well, of the fender you know you just nailed you miserable know, you know this is kind of funny everybody and i don't and i know most of you guys don't either everybody always cuts the tail the tidy tails and all this shit on their fucking bikes yeah, don't right? do that man and there's that little v that why the fuck would they hang such a stupid plastic fucking thing off the back of the bike it's there's a reason for it and then the day you ride in the rain and that dude's white t-shirt is just fucking plastered with shit 
and yours, the tiny little spray of water yeah. that's a millimeter wide. Doesn't matter. Just hits that fucker Perfectly. and falls right to the ground. So I'll tell you about a motorcycle company that missed it by this much. Uh-oh. Coming off the back of the motorcycle, I got the fender. But you know the fenders. Fenders up high. Yeah. You know, they, eh, whatever. So then they had that long support going out to hang the motor, the license plate bracket. Oh, yeah. And yeah, the long support. I was like, yeah, that's good. That's it. Ah, don't, 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 don't cut that off. Right. But to make it sexy, it was uh, skeletonized. So oh. there's a fucking hole in the middle of it, the size of a pack of cigarettes. So it's square on the outside, but air goes up the middle. Yeah. It, right they they missed it by that much. Ergo, you get rained oh, <laughs> I'm riding next to a guy on the bike. It's a zero electric motorcycle. Yeah. And there is this beautiful thing that could be stopping the rain. Do you know what they do? They sell you a piece of plastic uh, that you can put into it to literally fill the hole that they made. You didn't tell us you were going to ride in the rain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm getting coated, and I look over at the guy on the bike next to me, and I see a perfect spray of water going over his head. So he's hitting front tire water and back, back tire water. water. Right. It's a fucking Bellagio fountain of an electric motorcycle. That's terrible. Yeah, that's it. Anybody else got anything else? Oh, let's end this thing. You guys, ride fast. Take chances. Merry Christmas. John, place out of here. Bum 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 b